0: Eagle 107 is WEGH Northumberland Sealance Grove, your home for Sealance Grove Seals football. The Sealance Grove Seals play on Eagle 107.
1: He's got room. He's turning on the burners inside the 30, inside the 20, inside the 10. Touchdown for the Sealance Grove Seals.
0: Now it's time for Seals game day from the hearts of Seal Nation. Driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's SEALs game, the Heartland Conference, and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley.
1: Here are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Welcome to SEALs game day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincoln's in the North 4th Street, Auto Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined shortly by my broadcast partner, Ryan Brandt as we get ready for the Seals Grove Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. We're looking out at a newly resurfaced turf here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. In 43 matchups, Seals Grove lead the all-time series 38-5. to They played each other twice each of the last five seasons. Seals Grove ended Jersey Shore season in 2014, 2015, and 2017. While the opposite happened in 2013 and 2016 with the Jersey Shore Bulldogs beating the Seals Grove Seals. As for the start of the 2018 season, Belfont knocked off the Jersey Shore Bulldogs in week one for the second year in a row. Last year was a 17-13 win for Belfont, while this year was a 17-14 victory. For Sealens Grove, they lost last week to Lewisburg 33-22, the first week one loss since 2011 for the Sealens Grove Seals when they were defeated by the Mount Carmel Red Tornadoes 22-7. As I bring in my broadcast partner, Ryan Brand, into the conversation, the Seals led at halftime 14-13, but the talk is Lewisburg made enough
2: plays in the second half and go on a 10-point victory. Uh, yeah, they made enough plays, and the majority of those plays were Dylan Far- uh, Farinato. I mean, he didn't get all those touchdowns, but it, you think about a Shedleski quarterback had a couple of scrambles there uh, to get into the end zone, but they were all from a yard or three yards out that were set up by Dylan Farinato. Fortunately for the field, uh, Seals tonight, I don't see a player on Jersey Shore that even remotely resembles Dylan Farinato. So that's one of those things that Seals Group won't have to worry about tonight. But it was a very good game last week. We didn't know what we were going to get. We knew it was a younger team, an inexperienced team with a handful of pretty good seniors, had a couple injuries in the game, and we grew a lot. We didn't get the win, but a lot happened in that game. Some guys had to fill in positions, get some experience, and it's going to set things up. I was really happy with the drive we saw Uh, with the combinations of Swineford uh, receiver, Ben Swineford, and then also Danny Schock at QB there was a fourth quarter, put together a beautiful 12-play drive for 75 yards, took over five minutes off the clock. They got into the end zone, a really nice tight pass out on the goal line. Swineford, with the presence of mind, gets the ball over the goal line, gets in. Then they set up a two-point play. Mm -hmm. Beautiful timing. Uh, Metzger, uh, Wyatt Metzger running a great route. Ends up being wide open, easy uh, pass for, well, most people would say easy, but when you see a wide open receiver, sometimes you kind of change your mechanics. Danny shocked in, the rep showed, found uh, Metzger in the back of the end zone, and here we were, six minutes to go in the fourth quarter with the lead, and we just showed a drive of being able to throw the ball to the freshman quarterback. That was an exciting game. Didn't end up, had a couple turnovers late there, a couple things not go the way of ceiling's Grove, and Lewisburg ended up getting that win at home last week, but. I saw some good things. Makes me excited for week two.
1: That was the feel I had, too, coming off. And anybody I talked to about the game, you didn't. Other than the actual loss, there was a lot of things to be positive about. Derek Hicks talking to him, a lot of good things on film, watching it during the week. So a lot of good stuff to build on. He's making some changes, as you see, from week one to week two. So we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that as we move on. And you talk about that fourth quarter, for with that touchdown. Like you said, they went up 22-19. And then Chileski, and you mentioned him, back-to-back one yard and a three-yard run. Back-to-back scores and put them up by 10. And, again, Lewisburg would win that one a week ago. 32 to 22. Looking at it, some more numbers from that game. Seals grove actually had 12 first down, Lewisburg just nine. Sealsgrove rushed the ball for 150 yards, Ryan, with showing a 59 yard touchdown run, and Joe Kahn with his 40 yard touchdown run. So we saw that mixed in with what we saw in the second half from Shock makes you kind
2: of excited about what this offense could become. Well, and it's showing big play capability, too. I mean, uh, it wasn't a bunch of nickel dimes last week, although I think this team is more designed for that power style of running a nickel dime. But when you also know that you got a guy as powerful as Joe Kahn and as powerful as uh, Nate Schoen that are then breaking off big plays, you're like, Whoa, not only do we have guys that can just methodically push the ball down the field, but they also can score at the snap, you know, and, and, and that's one thing I kinda like. I didn't expect the big plays that we saw last week. So walking away from that, I was pretty excited about that shown looked fast i thought he looked fast a big dude running you know and he comes off that uh, in uh, knee injury last year and, and you know you could see he was kind of hampered all year long as he played on the offensive line it wasn't the nate shown that i had seen growing up well that guy's back and that's a good thing and i just last week i just saw enough good things with an inexperienced team that i'm feeling really confident going in this week and you talk about Shown in at 10 carries 82 yards and had that <laughs> touchdown from 59 yards
1: al joe con 13 carries 71 yards and had that 40-yard touchdown
2: run for the seals. And you know, with all the newness that we're talking about, one thing that stands it stays the same, and it's 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 uh, Coach Hicks's defense, man. I mean, it's year in and year out. What did they hold uh, the the Max Moyer guy to rushing last week? You have the stat there. Yeah, he ended up with I think it ended up out of 60 some yards. And I
1: know the what we talked about his first run. Yeah, he ended up his first run was a good run and yards. You, thought, you thought here he comes yeah and as uh, zach's telling us it was only like in the 30s actually you know yeah. so he was held down and we see that year in and year out and a good example is we'll talk a little bit later about a running back for the jersey shore bulldogs and kyle Toom and how he got shut down last week and seals grove will look to do that as well here tonight so you're right the defense has continued to do
2: that in the years we've covered They've been able to shut guys down. And they didn't do it against a slouch. That kid, I know he's only a sophomore, but he's a 1,000-yard back as a freshman, and he's got an offensive line, a big, experienced offensive line that also gave the quarterback time, that you had to worry about a Dylan Farinato uh, going up and down the field as a receiver. So you couldn't have a better situation for a running back, especially one that had a 1,000 yards a year before. That guy should have ran all over a young, uh, inexperienced defense, and he didn't kudos to this coaching staff and the defense here for Seals Griff to just really nipping that in the bud. And to, to put the numbers on exact as uh,
1: Zach Shower said, 15 carries, 38 yards for Moyer, did have that one touchdown, but that came off of Farinado punt return. Farinato ended up with nine catches, 197 yards, and two touchdowns. Well, we'll talk more about the Seals tonight and their opponent as we continue with Seals game day, and we'll also get previews of the Chickalemi game and also of the Lewisburg Green Dragons. Shikalemi covered on 1070 WKOK, the Green Dragons on 100.9 to Valley. So we have a lot to do, including the Blaze Alexander 4 tough game of the week. Man, so you'll want to stick around. This is SEAL's Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
3: Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Sealand's Girl football games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat-screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all.
4: Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Seawands Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawands Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawands Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawands Grove Ford at the Bridge in Seawands Grove. Go, SEALs! Don't go back to school without the one supply
5: that'll keep your coursework moving. Service Electric Cablevision High Speed Internet SECV Internet always makes the grade with unrivaled speed and reliability. It's the perfect Wi-Fi solution for the whole family to share, no matter how many devices you connect simultaneously. Search, stream, download, and gain instant access to everything you need to get ahead and complete your assignments. Plus, bundle SECV Internet with TV and phone and save. Learn faster, surf smarter. Visit SECV.com/slash internet today.
6: Murray Motors Chevrolet has everything a dealership should have from an experienced sales department, body shop, parts, and of course, full service department with easy, convenient drive up and drop off. Murray Motors Chevrolet has a bigger selection of new Chevrolets in stock backed by a lifetime powertrain warranty on the engine and transmission. And you always get the Murray Motors price match guarantee. Online at MurrayChevy.com, Murray Motors Chevrolet, still a half a mile south of Susquehanna Valley Mall, Seals Grove.
0: Eagle 107.
1: This is Eagle 107, eagle107.com, bringing you the Sunbury Motors Company pregame show here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, the new resurfaced turf, but just looking out, everything jumps off as the Seals Grove Seals come out and their blue helmets, all red uniforms. Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Orange helmets, all-white uniforms. This has become the rivalry for the Seals Grove Seals over the years. I talked about that with Derek Hicks, and we'll hear from him at the bottom of the hour during the Derek Hicks pregame show. But right now, we want to preview the other games that you can be heard on Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. And, of course, that's the Chicago Braves and the Lewisburg Green Dragons as the Chicago Braves have to take on Central Columbia. Central Columbia trying to bounce back from a loss a week ago, but a good team. They bring back a lot of guys. Shikalimi, on the other hand, fell to a good Danville team a week ago, and they're dealing with some injuries themselves here in the early season. But to hear a little bit better and some more insight on that game, let's go to the voice of the Shikalimi Braves, Kevin Hur, covering the Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com.
7: A week after facing one of the PHAC 2 front runners to open the season, the chick Braves welcome one of the Division Three favorites now, the Central Columbia Blue Jays, to Sunbury. Central Columbia comes off a Division Three rival loss to Mount Carmel a week ago where the Red Tornadoes played a little ball control in the second half to outscore Central Columbia 20-6 after Mount Carmel was trailing 7-2 to at the half. Central, another big play, solid skill position team like last week's opponent Danville. Had sophomore Xander Bradley showing his big play ability with a 77-yard catch for an early TD in the game. Attacking through the air was the style of choice last week. as Senior quarterback Trey Devlin went 11 of 18, two picks and a touchdown for 212 yards and 265 yards total offense in a 21-13 loss to Mount Carmel. Now, Shikulimi's defense that struggled a week ago controlling Danville will get a boost with senior Evan Bingham returning this week after being out for last week's game. Coach Todd Tilford this week mentioned the importance of his leadership this season, including last week when he was doing all that from the sidelines. The Braves offense will be looking to play a little ball control this week and improve upon the 157 yards rushing a week ago. Lucas Tilford, who was actually out of the second quarter last week due to injury, led the team with 64 yards on the ground and a first-quarter rushing touchdown, which was the only touchdown of the game for Shikolomi. The dual-threat quarterback will again be at the helm this week as the Braves try to bounce back here in Week 2. This is actually the first meeting during the regular season in over 20 years between these two teams, but they have met during that time as scrimmage opponents. The pregame show with Coach Todd Tilford is at 6:30 on News Radio 1070 WKOK and wkok.com. Kickoff is set for 7. For Seals Game Day on
8: Eagle 107, I'm Kevin Her. There's a new breed of dog in town, and so many different ways to make your mouth water. You've got the Coney Island dog with chili, onions, grated cheese, and mustard. You've done got your Basset Hound with blue cheese coleslaw, dill pickle, tomatoes, mustard, and poppy seeds. Oh, si señor! Don't forget the Chihuahua with bacon, slice, chili, and cheese. I guess you can teach old dogs new tricks. Stop by Wicked Dog Grill at 28 South Market Street in Seals Grove, and make sure to like Wicked Dog Grill on Facebook. Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't
9: it?
10: It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like
9: your CPA business?
10: Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax payroll and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field.
9: So do you have a playbook?
10: Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Sealance Group the American Legion.
11: Go Seals! Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com is it's worth the drive to Route 45. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live and whatever your sport, Shemokin Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shemoka
12: Dam
13: Health Center Designed with you in mind
0: Eagle
1: 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com, Ryan Brandt, Pat O'Brien, Zach Showers, and, of course, our producer, Sean Carey. Get ready to bring you the Seals grow Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. We'll talk a lot more about These two teams, as they get ready for a big matchup, both teams trying to get in the win column after dropping their opener. Again, it was the first time the Seals have dropped an opener since 2011 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs' back-to-back opener losses, both coming to Belfont over the past two years. But before we get more into this matchup here in front of us, it's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com.
14: The Lewisburg Green Dragons play the Central Mountain Wildcats tonight in a Heartland Conference Division I game on the campus of Central Mountain High School. Last week, Lewisburg defeated Seals Grove by a score of 32-22 and Central Mountain lost to Williamsport by a score of 62-26. Last week, Lewisburg was led offensively by quarterback Nick Shedleski who completed 12 of 18 passes for 225 yards and two touchdowns. Nick also had two rushing touchdowns for the Green Dragons. Senior wide receiver Dylan Farinato had 10 receptions for 197 yards and two touchdowns. Last week, Central Mountain quarterback Zane Probst was 14 for 24 for 294 yards and three touchdowns. His favorite receiver was Colin Jones with five catches for 165 yards. On the ground, the Wildcats are led by Rocco Stark, who ran for 165 yards on 16 carries. This looks to be a high-scoring game where turnovers could play a big part in the outcome. It could come down to which team has the ball last. Game time is 7 o'clock with a free game at 6.30 on 100.9 in the Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107.
4: All right, Greg, thanks very much. Sean Carey here in studio as we continue Sunbury Motors game day here on Eagle 107 as the Seals look to get into bounce back mode tonight and a little over 40 minutes away from the kick in the home opener at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field between the Seals. And the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Checking our scorecard at eagle107.com, which will keep constantly updated all night long tonight. Don't forget Central Columbia's Shikilemi, that game on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Also across the valley tonight, you've got Danville at Loyal Sock, Mifflinburg at Bloomsburg, Canton at Montgomery, Pittston at Berwick. And history tonight in the western portion of Snyder County, the first ever home football game for the Midwest Mustangs looking to go 2 and 0 on the year and come calling tonight is Blue Mountain. Cody Jared from susquanavalleesports.com is there. We'll have a report from Cody later tonight on Sunbury Motors Game Night. Also on the week 2 scorecard Juniata at Tri-Valley, Williamsport at Altoona at Mansion Park. They're playing each other for the first time in 13 years. Newport at Williams Valley. Upper Dauphin at Halifax, North Schuylkill at Shimokin. North Schuylkill with an impressive win over Loyal Sock last week. Home opener tonight for Henry Hynoski at Kent Memorial Stadium as Shimokin head coach. Also, a showdown in the Silver Bowl tonight between Southern Columbia and the Mount Carmel area Red Tornadoes. While losing at South Williamsport, Milton at Warrior Run. Hughesville at Montoursville, Susquinita at Line Mountain, and tomorrow afternoon, Columbia Montour Votech will entertain Bucktail. Take a quick break, and, head re- and then we'll head back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as we continue Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motors. Don't forget, throughout the night, you can check us out on Facebook, our Facebook page, Seals Grove Seals Football on Eagle 107, and follow us on Twitter, our Twitter handle, Seals on Eagle 107, for scores, halftime highlights, and stats, too so much more with Eagle 107's Seals Grove Seals coverage on social media on Facebook and Twitter. Ryan and Pat back in just a moment as we continue Seals game day on Eagle
9: 107. You know you go to DQ when you think Blizzard, but hey fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ chicken strip basket should not be a best kept secret. How about the five buck lunch? And if it is a Blizzard you want, Reese's Outrageous is Peanut Butter Cup, Reese's Pieces, and Peanut Butter Sauce in a smooth, delicious Blizzard. Tell the whole stadium, fan food, before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen, routes 11 and 15 on the strip sealants grow. Go Seals, go DQ. Fan food, not fast food.
7: I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room
9: carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile?
7: I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods. And you
11: yelling, leave the shoes outside.
9: (laughs) These floors have seen a lot and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet.
14: Carpet Man in Milton.
9: Flooring for life.
0: For almost a half century, Central Pennsylvania has turned to Glicks in Seelands Grove for the best quality in garage doors, fireplaces, stoves, and awnings. With the area's most experienced installers, you know you'll be getting superior service and premium products from Glicks. It's the family name you've come to trust for nearly 50 years. Glicks on Route 15 North, Seelands Grove. And remember, we're always open on Facebook and Glicks.com. Eagle
1: 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107. Eagle107.com As the Seals grow Seals, Jersey Shore Bulldogs out warming up, getting ready for the top of the hour to get this one underway. Week 2 of the 2018 season, and the resurfaced turf here looks beautiful under cloudy skies. The lights are on, Ryan, but uh, the atmosphere is good, and We know the importance of a victory here tonight for the Seals Grove Seals as they start out the season with back-to-back hack one games. They dropped the one a week ago to Lewisburg, so this is even a stronger, important game not only to get the victory but from a confidence level for the Seals moving throughout the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to use uh, a (laughs) must-win for this game, but I think this is a winnable game. I think Seals Grove can come out here tonight and play their game and and, and come away with the uh, home victory I think it sets the tables a little better for the season. I, you hate to say week two can can really make that big of an impact in the season, but with the tough schedule that Sealingsgrove Grove has, you, your your more winnable games you need to take advantage of and, and take care of business. And And honestly, I, that's what I expect to see here tonight. I, I think Seals Grove can come out here. And I just think they got more athletes. Although Jersey Shore's got some guys, returned some guys, some big guys, especially on the defensive line that can cause a lot of issues with that Steelers Group run game, which could force it into the young QB of, of Danny Shock's hands of taking over this game.
1: So Again, both teams dealing with an opening season loss. Again, Jersey Shore lost to Belfont Seals Grove lost to Lewisburg and Ryan speaking of losing their opener Loyal Sock lost an opener a week ago when they fell to North Schuylkill 42-21 but Danville was able to beat Chickalemi 41-7 to and I bring those those two teams up because We do a Blaze Alexander 4 tough game of the week, brought to you by Blaze Alexander 4, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. But that's a game we'll keep an eye on. That's a tough matchup between these two teams and two teams that think this is their season. Danville looked impressive with the win over Chickalemi why Loyal Sock looking to bounce back with Connor Watkins the senior
2: quarterback and a division one recruit so they're looking to bounce back after a tough loss to North Schuylkill and we talk about week two being a big game for us because you get two teams that open up the season with a loss and and playing out the season you're gonna find out Danville and, and Loyal Sock which one's one of these real deals and I think both teams are a real deal to be honest and and Danville not a very big team but boy they got athletes everywhere and they play downhill I mean everything is fast and hard It's going to be a great matchup, definitely a tough game. Well, again, and we're uh, we're
1: going to watch two teams kind of uh, go from week one to week two, and a lot of coaches talk about without that scrimmage, this becomes the big adjustment. Where do things? Where are the adjustments, and where is the growth from week one to week two? And uh, Coach Gravish for the Georgia State Bulldogs, and uh, Derek Hicks for Sealers Grove. We're going to put a lot of emphasis on that, and so much so that I talked to Derek Hicks, and again, we'll hear from him at the bottom hour. They're already making some adjustments to the offensive line, some because of need, and some because they need to be able to improve on that, improve in the running game, and also improve in their protection of the young quarterback. So those are things that we'll have to keep a close eye on these two teams are adjusting uh, we saw Kyle Toom, his numbers against Belfont not his normal over 100 yard per game average for Kyle Toom a week ago he struggled for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs so we'll see how Tom Gravish and a good coaching staff try to get him going against this good run
2: defense of the Seals it is amazing I mean one thing I do have for Jersey Shore is respect in their coaching staff they they do it every year I just feel like you know, some of these last couple of years, they weren't as good as what they actually played. But this coaching staff just gets them to play at the top uh, level. And, and we know Seelands Grove's got it. I mean, that's one thing Seelands Grove's done year and year. They've got great coaches. They make adjustments. And you talk about the moves on the offensive line. And I don't think it's necessarily moves because it's a bad line or line struggling. It's every year. That's what they do. That, that, that offensive line. If you aren't performing or there's some guys starting to play better, everyone gets a chance. I can't tell you the last time I can remember that we had the same offensive line all year long. It's it's an audition every week, and guys get a chance, and if you make the most of it, you stay there. And if you're getting a job, you stay there. But this coaching staff knows and real football fans know everything starts with the line. That's the most important thing in the game. And that's why they're always messing with it, always always trying to get the best fit they can get. And sometimes it takes an entire season to find that fit. Well, Ryan, and you talk about performers and guys needing
1: to get going here. We talked about Kyle Toome. We know that a year ago – Joe Kahn had a great game against Georgia Shore in the 25-6 win when he was able to score all three touchdowns in that first half and got him out to a 25 to nothing lead for the Seals, Gross Seals. They end up winning at 25-6. But, again, Joe Kahn's a kind of guy that's going to have to get going, and he's going to be able to – he's a guy that does it by reps. I remember talking about coming to his junior year, is he a guy that's going to be able to run 25 times a game and be able to produce – Well, you look at the numbers from a year ago when he went for 175,
2: that's what he did, and that's what we want to see. 24 carries in that game, and I wish I had the stat that we used to carry last year. I I forget what it was, but Joe, and every game Joe had 20 or more carries, I think we almost won. Maybe all the way up to late in the season, but when Joe gets the volume of carries, it just makes things happen, and it's not just like big gains sometimes it's first down joe gets a carry gets three four yards and you're set up with second and six or you know you go for a pass on first down it's incomplete second down you go with a, with a run with joe he picks up four or five yards now you're at third and five he makes the game manageable with his tough running last week he was dealing with some cramps on the sideline but i thought he still had a stellar game but i i agree with you when joe gets his carries it, this, uh, this, the odds are in his favor. Things are going to happen. The game's going to be easier for your offense. And uh, he did last year. Twenty-four carries against them. He had two rushing TDs. Had the uh, three totals. So we had the one in the air. And he did he 175 yards on 24 carries. That was a game, too. Steelersinger so was up 25 nothing halftime. They took care of business early.
1: Well, big numbers against Jersey Shore over the years. Logan Livey, 348 yards in 2016. Connor Liesenfeld in 2013 ran for 175 yards to equal what Joe Kahn was able to do a year ago. Nick Swineford, Big game against Jersey Shore in 2015 with 155 yards on the defensive side. We always talked about it. when Jack Goggler was around the ball, play was over, and he had 19 tackles in 20, um, 2015. And Wyatt White, remember when he came on the scene and he had a big game against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs when he was able to have three sacks. Ryan, you talk about that offensive line from one of the best offensive lines that was able to stay together the entire year. Go back to 2013. We talked about Connor Lisefeld when you had Nick Showers at center, Jack Gogler playing the guard with Brandon Hoover, the other guard. Ben Gogler, there's a name for you, 5'11", 200-pound senior that year to go along with the big John Deku at 6'5", 273 pounds. He was a senior that year. So that was an offensive line that was able to stay together throughout the majority of the year and allow uh, a big rushing year Um, that year for angelo martin went over 800 yards in that season so that's the kind of stability that of course Derek hicks will will need to have from his kids and i talked to him about that with my interview with him so you have to hear that and more of that as we continue through the pregame show we're going to step aside we're going to hear from the head man coach Derek hicks as he looks to get his team in the win column for the first time in 2018 and so much more as we lead up to this one, at the top of the hour, it's the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and the Sealins Grove Seals, and it's all going to be heard right here on Eagle Auto 7 at EagleAuto7.com.
12: We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists, and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. Want to get a
8: huge discount on any new Toyota at Aubrey Alexander Toyota? Just unlock it. It's the brand new feature at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com Go to any of the over 200 new Toyotas at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com It's this simple. Click on get the unlocked price, log in and unlock your low low price. It's simple, it's fast and you'll save on a huge selection of new Toyotas. Unlock your low price only at AubreyAlexanderToyota.com. You travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team. Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. Eagle 107.
4: Seals game day driven by Sunbury Motors continues on Eagle 107. We're less than 30 minutes away from the home opener at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field between the Seals and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Well, a key need for the Seals Grove team will be developing depth after taking the lead early in the fourth quarter last week. Against Lewisburg at Christie, the young Seals seemed to lose gas as many guys were playing both ways. Joe Kahn, Nate Schoen, Wyatt Metzger, and a handful of others played the majority of snaps on both sides of the ball all night. Developing depth, one of the topics that Pat O'Brien will be asking the head coach of the Seals Grove Seals, Derek Hicks. The Derek Hicks pregame show is next on Eagle 107.
9: If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available too for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfields.net.
4: Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors and it's our Labor Day sales event and we're celebrating the end of summer with special
7: prices on every new vehicle in stock for the next seven days.
8: Our goal is to sell 50 vehicles during this event. We have almost 100 new Jeeps in stock with discounts up to $6,000. We also have a great selection of all new 2019 Rams with discounts up to $7,000. Huge discounts for the next seven days, great selection and amazing financing deals. Come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman Difference. Call 570 or at Most
3: of us will need to hire an attorney this week but for a few of us something has happened in our lives and before we can go any further we need to get sound legal advice. Slavinsky Law Offices can give you options. For over 40 years they have successfully represented individuals in criminal, DUI family law and estate planning they care what happens to you and they have the experience to win the toughest cases on your behalf
14: you may not need a lawyer this week or even this month but when you do call us at Slavinsky law offices 570-374-5575 or on the web at slivlaw.com
0: this is Sealands grove seals football on eagle 107 it's time for the Derek hicks pregame show now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien, Ryan
1: Brandt, and Coach Hicks. Welcome to the Derek Hicks pregame show. Pat O'Brien, along with Coach Derek Hicks and Murphy O'Brien, as we get ready for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs who fell to 0 1 a week ago. Seals Grove also 0 1 for the first time since 2011. We bring Derek into the conversation to talk just about that very thing. You're at 0-1, young group, uh, wrapped around a lot of seniors as well, or some seniors with great leadership and stability. What's the week been like coming off the loss and uh, preparing for a very familiar foe the Jersey Shore Bulldogs?
15: Uh, You know, we had a good week of practice. Kids, you know, we got into films Monday, looked at the positives, looked at the things we need to fix, and they were focused this week. Uh, A lot of intensity, a lot more hitting than you might normally see. Uh, You know, once the season has started, just uh, it it was an intense week. And, uh, you know, kids are ready to get that home opener in. What was uh, the talk at
1: halftime and your preparation move into the second half? You went in with a 14-13 lead over Lewisburg. And then uh, you come out in second half and kind of a different look offensively. What was the talk like at halftime?
15: You know, biggest thing was that we were leading a team that was supposed to be uh, probably a couple touchdown favorite on us and told the kids that without a couple mistakes in the first half, that leads even bigger. Uh, We told the kids, come out, keep doing what you know how to do, Uh, minimize mistakes. And, you know, unfortunately, we, we had a couple couple mistakes and inopportune times that ended up costing us the game, but you know, again, uh, Lewisburg's a solid team, so the, the effort our guys put forward, I was very proud of. You talk about Lewisburg, uh, give your synopsis on a guy like Sheletsky
1: the quarterback for Lewisburg, and Dylan Farinato.
15: Um, You know, Sheletsky just, uh, he did what he had to do, which was get the ball within a, about a five-yard radius of Farinato, uh, and he kind of took over, so uh, you know, Farinato was a one man show. You know, you take him off that Lewisburg team and they're still good, but boy, oh boy, was he impressive. We knew going in, we spotlighted him as the athlete, and boy, he showed up big time uh, for the Lewisburg
1: Green Dragons, and we'll have to, as you mentioned, throughout the year if they want to improve on their 4 and 7 record from a year ago. Well, we move ahead, we talk about the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And we said a very familiar foe. You've played them. A uh, tremendous amount of times, e- even in your short stint at the head man, um, you're expecting much of the same from this uh, gravish coach, Jersey Shore Bulldogs.
15: Yeah, I mean, Tom, uh, he's had a, a successful run at Jersey Shore. The the five two defense has been kind of a shutdown thing for them, and uh, you know they run two variations of offense. They'll come out in a a pro I uh, sometimes, and other times they'll go spread. And again, it's a mix and match that they've had a lot of success with. So uh, you know we expect uh, a little bit more of the same once again. They have a new quarterback, but a familiar name with Lorson, Tanner Lorson. Uh, what what have you seen
1: on film, and uh, what are you expecting from him as he grows into the position?
15: Uh, you know, he's a bigger kid. He's not afraid to run the ball. And uh, what we saw in film was exactly what you'd expect out of a first-year quarterback. Sometimes he, uh, you know, a couple mistakes that a veteran's not going to make. And uh, the more game experience he gets, the better he's going to get. Sitting down with Coach Derek Hicks, getting ready for the Seals Grove Seals and the Jersey
1: Shore Bulldogs. Talking about your quarterback, we switch it to your side. Uh, Talk about uh, what you saw from Danny and his first start as a Seals Grove Seal
15: and uh, his focus as he moves into week two. Uh, you know, again, he's a he's a studier. You know, you look at the film time he put in this week, and th- there was a lot. So, uh, last week we kept it simple. You know, you got a freshman quarterback first varsity game. Uh, you certainly don't want to overwhelm him. And Derek Pope. Uh, didn't do that, you know, make make simple reads, simple throws, and he did a great job of doing just that. As we move through week to week, we're going to start to try and put just a little bit more on his plate uh, offensively, and, you know, he's a kid that, that's going to work hard, he's going to study, and uh, hopefully do well with that. Danny Schock finished tonight 9 for 17 for 85 yards,
1: a touchdown, and did throw one pick, and uh, as I Throw it to Murphy. She has a question for you, Coach Hicks, in terms of Danny's um, offensive line. So we will going to throw it to Murphy and uh, let her address that very thing.
3: Yeah. Um, with some shakeup on the offensive line, have you seen other guys this week at practice that are going to step up?
15: Yeah, I mean, we had, uh, like you said, we, we've got some guys dinged up, and, and you know, we had a great week of competition on the O-line. Um, Michael Maul's back for us this week, and uh, we, we moved Nick Schaefer from tight end. He's bumping inside, uh, again, just because of uh, some of the, the injuries we have going. So, uh, great week of competition with, with Schaefer, with Maul, with Everett Thomas in there. Micaiah Showers has done a great job for us. Uh, you know, Blaze at center is kind of the, the anchor of everybody, so uh, Ryan Allmitt bumping up from fullback, you know, starting to get a handle on the O-line. He did it last week kind of off the bench, out of the blue at Lewisburg, which was a pretty tall order and he did a nice job, so uh, lots of competition, uh, you know, you'll see some guys rotating in uh, Garrett Benfer, a senior, I think uh, you know, we're hoping he's getting really close that uh, whether it's the, whether it's tonight or next week but hopefully we get him back soon And, uh, you know, we get a guy like that on the field, get Bainey back, and uh, start to get a little bit of stability up front. All right. Thank you, Murphy,
1: for your question. And something we'll keep an eye on. That offensive line who, uh, as you said, a little shakeup there, a lot of competition this week. So we're looking for improvement from week one to week two. Joe Kahn. Joe Kahn, your stability in that offensive side and the defensive side, end up 71 yards and runs for a 40 yard touchdown. He continues to do what Joe does. Uh, what's his importance in terms of being that senior leadership, and how have you seen him handle that responsibility?
15: Uh, you know, I think you hit, you hit the nail on the head. The importance of him is being a leader, and, uh, you know, once we started in the weight room last December, Joe took that role, and uh, you know, when when you've only got six seniors on the squad, you need those guys all to step up and lead. Joe's embraced that. Ben Swineford's embraced that. Blaze Ziders has embraced it, and uh, you know, we've got all those those guys are on the field all the time. So those three guys offensively, defensively have done a great job of kind of rallying the troops and keeping everybody focused. So, Derek, you get your first home game this year and it's on a newly resurfaced turf at uh, Harold
1: L. Bullock Memorial Field. Had a, You had a chance to walk the field and uh, where do you
15: think it's at and, and how do you think it'll play into the the game this week? yeah, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine that's a factor in the game. You know, it's a new field. It's it's definitely got a different feel than uh, even Susquehanna when we were on it and our old turf. Uh, you know, there's a pad under it with all the the concussion protocol and then playing it safe there. So there's a cushion underneath, so it definitely walks a little softer than the old field. Uh, but we practiced on it last night. The kids loved it. They said they felt faster on it. Uh, I said, heck, even I felt fast, but I wasn't going to run and prove that I'm not. So, uh, it, like I said, it's a different field, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a football field, and I don't think it'll it'll play a big role.
1: As you prepare for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, just talking about a couple of the guys that got their first start along. We already talked about your quarterback, but also on the defensive side, a very special, important position and uh i want to hear a little bit about coy bastion and his growth and where you need to see him get as a safety
15: uh you know coy again did a nice job your safety's got to be your communicator captain of the defense um you know and it was just a matter of uh i don't even want to say bad reads because he did a great job uh just a couple times it it was an angle thing and you know you got to realize farinado's an all-state guy and uh you know, we just we, we had a bad angle for some tackles for some pass coverage. Uh, we're actually going to roll roll Coy down this week as more of a strong safety look. So he'll be he'll be playing at more of a linebacker position, which for him is I mean he's a physical kid. He loves contact. Uh, so seeing him down near the line of scrimmage, I think is, is going to be good for our defense uh, going forward, especially this week against the Jersey Shore team that wants to run the ball. Talking to Coach Derek Hicks as his 0-1 Seals, grow, Seals
1: take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs who also sit at 0-1 after a loss to Belfont a week ago.
15: Derek, as you wrap things up, you win this game because? Uh, I think because our, you know we, we eliminate some of the mistakes we made last week uh, and also because uh, this patchwork O-line comes together and gets physical. And if they can do that uh, and we can establish a running game, then then I like our chances. Derek, as always, we appreciate your time. Good luck to the Seals tonight as they look to get the first
1: win in the win column here in 2018. Appreciate Murphy jumping in with her uh, question as well. Well, that wraps up the Derek Hicks pregame show here on Eagle 107 and eagle107.com.
3: Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Seals Grove football games, his company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat-screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all.
4: Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawans Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all SEALs throughout your career from Seawans Grove Ford at the bridge in Seawans Grove. Go
10: SEALs!
8: Hey. Dad, football
10: takes a lot of hard work, doesn't it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful. Like
9: your CPA business?
10: Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done. Just like our football team does on the field.
9: So do you have a playbook?
10: Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA at 570-374-7343 or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seals Group Next the American Legion.
3: Go SEALs.
10: We are Eagle
0: 107.
1: Welcome back to SEALs game day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and the Seals Grove Seal Marching Band entertaining a crowd as they make their way to the seats, getting ready for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and the Sealands Grove Seals. Well, both quarterbacks are filling big shoes, Danny Schock and also Tanner Lorson, both first-year starters replacing school record holders at the position. Shock last week, 9 for 17 for 85 yards, touchdown and an interception in his debut. For Larson, it was 8 for 23, 74 yards in his debut as the quarterback for the Bulldogs. Both are over six foot two. Will look to continue to gain confidence coming into tonight's game. Both teams rely on a running game to set up the pass. So, Ryan, we know the situation here at Seals Grove and Jersey Shores dealing with some of the same things. Two guys who are coming into their second week of as a varsity quarterback. Boy, I look forward to seeing the growth between Danny Shock and also Tyler Lorson, Tanner Lorson.
2: <coughs> well, I, I look forward to seeing the. Uh Increase of uh, ability and play of Danny Shock. I don't know about the opponent, Pat. Um, uh... you got it. I think across th- the board, I think Seal Nation would agree with me on that one. But okay. we'll go with what you want to say. But now you're you're right. I mean, two young guys um, looking to get better weekend. I mean, it's crazy when you think about it, because your QB is is your pilot, man. You go as the QB goes, and uh, you know Danny Shock is 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 a very young, talented man. Had a great second half last week, completed seven of 14 passes for 79 yards, and really didn't get too many uh, 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 opportunities in the first half. But, you know, and and one thing he did find is find some comfort in a senior. Ben Swineford at receiver, Ben, big game for him last week. Had zero receptions, zero yards in the first half, but he did rebound with a nice second half where he caught six balls for 75 yards and a touchdown. So, as far as the ceiling's group quarterback situation, We saw it get better as that game went on. I can only imagine another week of uh, preparation and practice and reps, and just getting comfortable in the role. You got to remember, he was announced the starter basically a day before he was a starter, two days before he was a starter. That was a battle. So tough position to get ready for mentally. He did a good job last week.
13: we at the twilight's last gleaming, whose bronze stripes and bright stars.
1: The National Anthem. You know, we're close to kickoff here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field between the Bulldogs. And the Seals Grove Seals tonight after the game, you can hear scores and highlights from across the region with the Sunbury Motors game night. It's Sunbury Motors game night after the game here on Eagle 107 and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. And Ryan, as you go through, you're talking about the comfort level and a guy like Ben Swineford, Joe Cobb. we've already spotlighted him. He's had a good game a year ago against these Jersey Shore Bulldogs when he went for 175 yards. But the thing that Seals Grove is dealing with, and we saw some bright spots, four out of their five linebackers graduated a year ago. They're replacing those guys. We saw some uh, guys like Metzger and also Schaefer show some ability there. Those are the guys you're going to start to rely on to be able to stop the uh, running ability of this Jersey Shore Bulldogs led by Kyle Toom, who went over 1,600 yards a year ago.
2: Yeah, and, you know, you said two uh, good names there in Metzger and Schaefer. Those guys last week combined, well, uh, Metzger alone, he ended up having 13 tackles, according to my, you know, unofficial stats that I did during the game last week. And then Schaefer himself was pushing double digits. So those two combined for a lot of defense last week, flying to the ball. And, you know, for two guys that really, first time we got to see them perform uh, on a Friday night under the lights, uh I thought they did a great job, and they just showed that tradition, never graduates here at Seals Grove, just linebackers and defensive players everywhere just producing.
1: Now, on the Jersey Shore Bulldog team, they always are able to produce good, solid defenders, linebacker position, and this year is no different. You see number 5500, O'Connor. They have recorded for 22 tackles, 18 of them solo tackles, three tackles for loss, and then 2017, he was credited for 27 tackles for loss, so a guy you'll have to keep an eye on. They're going to have to get a hat on him. A lot of pressure on this offensive line that we already talked about is going to be pieced together. They're going to have to stop a guy like Hunter O'Connor, number 55. He's around the ball, but if Sealsgrove wants to have some success, they got to keep him away from the ball carrier.
2: I mean that's where that's where high school football starts running game it's it's very rare that you have high school football team like we had the last couple years that might be a throw first team so anytime you can stop the run and get to any running back on any team like seals group did last week you're going to put yourself in a position to win seals didn't get it last week but i think that was the the farinado effect last week and uh it it really did a good job though on a young quarterback so yeah, Seal's group tonight, they can come out, control the line of scrimmage, stop that run game, first, force Jersey Shore with a young QB into a position of throwing the ball, I think it's going to be tough for them. Also, if the weather holds up, it really helps Seal's group. I, honestly, I, I believe Danny Schock can get the job, job done throwing the ball. It starts to rain, that might bring it down to a little bit more even of a game where both teams are going to have to run. Well, and this is a
1: matchup also between two established coaches. Derek Kicks in his fourth year, he sits at 31 and 10 over the last. Five years, Seals Grove eleven and three a year ago in 2016 they were eight and four and lost in the district final in 2015 they went 12 and two and then under Coach Dave Hess in 2014 they went nine and four won the district championship six to two over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and then also in 2013 they lost to Jersey Shore and finished the season at six and six for Tom Gravish over the last five years seven and four last year nine and four in 2016 nine and three in 20. 2015 they went 11-1 and one in 2014 and then the, their only loss of the season came to Seals Grove Seals and this is how this rivalry is just built and built over the years and then in 2013 they went six and seven Ryan but they won the District Four Championship
2: that year over the Seals Grove Seals. This creates a lot of excitement between these two teams. And it's, it's funny, I was talking to Coach Pope, you know, before the game today, and you know, he used the word rivalry, and I'm just like, it is so crazy. After Seals Grove has dominated Jersey Shore for decades, mm-hmm. that in the last, you know, five six years or so, how competitive. This football team has been, because of good coaching staff at, that Jersey Shore has, that they made this a rivalry, a team that faces each other in the district playoffs, it seems like, every year, and they battle it out to see who's going to move on, whether it's to the championship or in the championship to get to the state playoffs. What what a rivalry it has, be, uh, has been created. The
1: Sealens Grove Seals have taken the field again in all red uniforms with the blue helmets. The Jersey Shore Bulldogs on the far side. we got just a few minutes before we get this one underway here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field on the revamped turf. Beautiful sight if you can't come out. Glad you're listening to it here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. Coming back, we're going to hear Ryan's what's going to seal the deal for a victory. Talk about who the captains are here tonight for both teams, all leading up to the opening kickoff. This is Seals Grove Football here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. Don't go back to school without the one supply that'll keep your coursework moving. Service Electric
5: Cablevision High Speed Internet SECV Internet always makes the grade with unrivaled speed and reliability. It's the perfect Wi-Fi solution for the whole family to share, no matter how many devices you connect simultaneously. Search, stream, download, and gain instant access to everything you need to get ahead and complete your assignments. Plus, bundle SECV Internet with TV and phone and save. Learn faster, surf smarter. Visit secv.com/slash internet today.
11: Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com It's worth the drive to Route 45. You know you go to DQ when you think blizzard, but hey
9: fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ chicken strip basket should not be a best kept secret. How about the five buck lunch? And if it is a blizzard you want, Reese's Outrageous is peanut butter cup, Reese's Pieces, and peanut butter sauce in a smooth, delicious blizzard. Tell the whole stadium, fan food. Before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen. Routes 11 and 15 on the Strip Sealand's Grove. Go Seals. Go DQ. Fan food, not fast food.
0: It's almost time for kickoff. From the stadium, here again are Pat O'Brien and Ryan Brandt. Right 32, right 32.
1: Captains getting ready to meet at midfield for the Sealens Grove Seals. Captain Joe Kahn, Ben Swineford, Clay and Metzger as well. Wyatt Metzger for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, the Tomb Brothers, and also O'Connor and Peacock. Ryan, we always throw it to you as we wrap up Seals game day here, driven by Sunbear
2: Motor Company. What's going to seal the deal for a victory for the and Grove Seals? Uh, you know, the one thing last week that stuck out to me, and, and it's common with a, an experienced team, especially week one, at turnovers. We just had some uh, costly turnovers last week. I think we just tightened a few things up there. And just, you know, match the intensity, be the aggressor here. I, I think we got the better athletes. I think we have the better matchup. We're actually the bigger team this week. So everything is in our direction here, in the positive direction for the Seals Group football team. So as long as mental errors and the turnovers don't get in the way, I, I think Seals Group's got a great shot of winning this football game and maybe even pulling away. Keeping an
1: eye on the weather. Also, keeping an eye on all those points Ryan just made and see if that is the difference for a victory here tonight for the Seals Grove Seals. Seals Grove will get the ball first to start this one. This has been Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. Ryan, we talked about a lot to build up to that second half with the combination of some run and some pass and curious to see who the additional receiver you gotta find that additional receiver also got to see that nylon you know kind of falls into his in his place he's a guy that everybody's looking at to
2: be the replacement for what ricky cope was able to do for him and nylon had some big games a year ago and you know what they've got this coaching staff knows it too they've got to find a way to get nylon touches even if it's just five last week there's some tough throws made he went up tried to get it took some big hits knocked them free I don't think he had the ball in his hand enough. He is one of the premier athletes on this team, offensive playmaker. They've got to find a way, whether it's, you know, on reverses, on the handoff, or just quick hitters, give him the ball, anything. you got to find a way to get Nylon the ball in offense, and I'm really interested to watch how they do that tonight. This is Seals Grove Football on WEGA's Northumberland. Ceilings Grove. You know Pat, another thing too is with the way Danny Schock ended that game last week and the way he got some momentum going there third quarter to fourth quarter, I would not be surprised if we saw more of a passing game early on in this game and get him in the groove especially before any rain were to come because right now it's dark but we don't have any rain. As Griffin will kick it away for
1: the Jersey Shore Bulldogs back deep, Nate Schoen and the guy we were just talking about. Josh Nyland standing inside their own 10-yard line. This robbery game between Shore and Silos Grove is underway here on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Take it by Nyland at the 4. He's at the 10, the middle between the hashes. Got some room to the 20. 25, and then Peacock upends him at the 25-yard line. But as we see Nyland do a year ago in different times, he pops to his feet. But, boy, welcome to the game, Josh Nyland from a dish. From Peacock. And I
2: I thought he took big hits last week. That was violent. Uh, He got tall, got between two guys, tried to make a move, and got up on his tippy-toes. When you do that, you lose your base. And uh, Peacock came in. I never thought a Peacock was aggressive. That was (laughs) an aggressive bird right there. If you give them an
1: opportunity, first down at 10 for the Seals from their own 25-yard line just underway here from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field. Taking a snap is shot. Got some time. Gets rid of it. Scott Swiper making the quick catch, five yard pickup, be a second down in five. Tackle on the far side by O'Connor. He's a big linebacker, makes a lot of plays, and he gets his first tackle of the night. He had 18 solo tackles a week ago for the Shore defense, but a good shot. Second down, we'll call it about a long five, maybe six for the Seals. Ziders is the center. In the backfield, along with Shock will be Nate Schoen and also Kahn. Kahn gets the call here off the left side. Dragon defenders. This is going to be short of the 35-yard line,
2: so short of a first down for the Seals on that carry. It's going to bring a third down and two. And that's what Joe Kahn does. We talked about that before the game. Second down and five there. You give him the ball. He picks up a tough three yards, and he puts you in a third and two. There's so many things that you can do here right now. And I like the fact that you got, you got two guys in the backfield, and one of them's uh, Nate Schoen. That's a great lead block here if you hand the ball to Kahn.
1: I formation, as you spoke. Third down and short. Seals go trying to move the chains shot gives it to con hitting the backfield and just swarmed over by multiple tackles that time kyle toom and also looked like peacock in on the stop for the jersey shore bulldogs so that's going to force
2: the seals Grove seals into a punting situation here but zero blocking there i mean the jersey shore went right through them that's their strength their defensive line but there was zero resistance there joe con was met with three or four defenders as he was getting the ball so hollenbach will be doing the punting
1: high snap but he's able to get it gets it away that's metzger doing the punting i'm staying corrected and back making the fair catch is peacock from his own 34-yard line so Metzger comes in and does the punting hollenbach did it a week ago for the seals Grow seals metzger gets off a nice high punt there's a flag on the play all the way back at the original line of scrimmage sitting about the 29 yard line The officials will talk this one over and give us a signal of a false start. Ryan, we need a chance to give you the offense for Seals Grove on that first possession. Again, Nate Schoen and Con in the backfield, along with Shock. You'll see Ziders at center. Also, Ryan Allmitt up as a guard, along with Showers. You'll also see Thomas, uh, Everett Thomas, Metzger the tight end, the receiver, Swineford, Nyland, and Christian Kantz. So they're going to take the penalty. It's going to... March Seals Grove back, and Metzger will have to punt it again. He did it off a good punt. It was a nice high punt, forcing Peacock into a fair catch, but uh, Jersey Shore looking for better field position, forcing them to have to punt it again.
2: Well, I think he can get even a better punt out of Metzger. A nice, long, a nice strong leg there, but he had to rush that because the high snap, so I'd like to see what he can do if he can catch it and, and actually step into it a little better there. So Peacock
1: stands at his own 38-yard line. Waiting for the Metzger punt. Metzger gets off a good punt again. Another fair catch going to be made by Peacock, right about the same spot. So good job by Metzger to get it away. As the Jersey Shore Bulldogs will get their first offensive possession from their own thirty-seven yard line. First down and ten. Okay, the offensive starters for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Again, we talk about the quarterback for Jersey Shore, Tanner Larson, has his first start a week ago. Gets the second start here tonight in the backfield. Seacrest and Kyle Toom over 1,600 yards a year ago. Peacock is the main receiver along with Guthrie. On this first down and 10 play for Jersey Shore, turn gives it to Toom into the second level met by Nate Schoen just short of the 40-yard line they we'll pick up about two yards on the carry that time by Toome. It'll be a second down and eight. Looking at the rest of the offense for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, Schaefer and Westland, wide receivers. Up front, Falsey, David Toome, Webb, O'Connor, Darby, and the tight end, Kirshner. Nowhere that time. Quick stop on Malicki. So he's stopped. It. It's a... Right, the original line of scrimmage, so just like that, Ryan, a long third down play here for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Nice there, Joe Kahn in on that as well. Rolling to the right is Lorson. Look, he gets the pressure from behind, gets rid of it, throws it into a crowd, and is able to pick up his receiver And enough for a Jersey Shore Bulldog first down with Coy Bastion.
2: Almost getting to Lorson on that one. Oh, man, nice backside pressure there. But Lorson can't poised, and he delivered a dart in, in a small pocket. That was a heads-up play there by Jersey Shore.
1: So first down and ten for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs are able to move the chains. Shotgun for Lorson. It's going left. going to keep it. Keep it. It into Seals Grove territory. He's met and taken down as he crosses the 40-yard line into sealers grove territory on the stop for sealers grove was teagan hoover. hoover number three a freshman five seven 144 pounds makes the stop but georgie shore able to pick up a big first down move it into seals grove territory this time going to the right pitches it to toom toom off the right hit spins off one tackle and finally taken it down it was nate shown trying to get toom down but nate shown get up a little slow a little Pitching his giddy up as he's going to make his way to the sidelines.
2: Yeah, it looked like he got hit right on the hip or the thigh there with the helmet. And you can see he's trying to walk it out like it's a dead leg. He's got to get off the field here. Let's say the referees might let him get off.
1: Looks like they're going to stop it here. And refs allowing him to get to the sidelines, and then they're going to put the ball in play. Second down and seven. No score. 8.33 to go here in the opening quarter. Lorson turns, gives it to Tomb, able to fall forward. As it showers in on initial stop there, bounces off him, is able to carry it to the 32-yard line. It'll be a third down and short for the Bulldogs, their first offensive possession of the night. Lorson rolls it to his right, under pressure. Kahn's going to hit him, but then finally finished off after he's able to get it away. Lorson was able to get away from Kahn just enough to throw the ball away. Schaefer in there as well. He's wearing 65 tonight. He wore 12 a week ago. But give Lorson credit. He was able to get rid of it, or else it would have
2: been a big loss in a sack by Ah, uh, Kahn was all over him. It just seemed to slide off of him as he's about to tear him to the ground. And the ball actually came loose a little there, and uh, Larson had a presence mind and <laughs> got rid of it. Fourth down play here.
1: Lawson rolls to his right, looking for his receiver in and out of his intended receiver's hands. On the coverage there was Teague and Hoover once again. The intended receiver was Westland,
2: but the Sealens Grove defense stops him on downs, and it will turn over to the Seals Grove offense. Yeah, that was a nice play by Teague. Hoover getting his first start at safety tonight as they did move Bashing up to linebacker position. Teague so far. Had a nice tackle in the open field to stop a big play, and then there broke it up on third down or a fourth down. So uh big play for out of a freshman here getting his first start. The other start for Seals Grove up front,
1: number 77. That's Gavin Carroll getting the, the start as well. First down and 10 for the Seals. No score here in the first quarter. Shotgun a shotgun formation. Wide receivers to each side, turns, gives it to Kahn, scoots his way. Second level, tackled as he crosses the 35-yard line. On the stop that time for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, number 33, Seacrest. A pickup about two on the carry for Kahn. It'll be a second down and seven for the Seals. See Schaefer playing tackle on the right side for the Seals. He played some line a year ago, gets the call here at that tackle position. Shock's going to look, gets rid of it, finds Swineford short, though, was able to ki- to find him, open at the 40, but unfortunately underthrows him, falls incomplete, and just like
2: that, it's a third down and long for the Seals. Maybe one that he should have tucked and ran with there. Really, the only guy on the outside was the coverage on Swineford, and if Swineford does catch the ball, he's already knelt down, so you're only going to pick up two yards there. But last week, you know, there's a couple times I thought, uh, Danny Shock made a ran ran a little too early, but that one there maybe he should have, so <laughs> not an easy game. Third down here for the Seals.
1: Blitz coming. Shock gets rid of it. Finds Metzger. Makes the catch. He's gonna fall forward. They get a first down just short of the 45-yard line. Metzger found an opening in the middle,
2: and Shock's able to find him. Big first down for the Sealance Grove Seals. Yeah, I mean Metzger just sat in the middle, found an opening, but the impressive thing outside of the nice accurate passes that Metzger was able to bull forward and pick up two more yards which he needed to get the first down this
1: offensive line gave him time, that's uh, Schaefer, Almit, Zeiters, Thomas and Makai Showers up front giving Shock just enough time to find Metzger for the first down. First down at 10 Kahn hit the backfield immediately he never had a chance and that's tomb number 52 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs not allowing con to get anywhere on that that's david toom the senior a loss on the play of a four it's going to be now a second down and 14 for the seals no score
2: 647 to go in the opening quarter yeah and if that's the way jersey shore is going to be able to get through and hit ben con ben con going to be pretty beat up at the end of this game got to get something together there in the offensive line and give a little bit of time shotgun for shock looking a little more time here now he's got to scramble
1: out of it He's hit backfield, goes down on the stop number 51 for the Bulldogs, able to get there. That's Darby. Shock never had a shot there as he tried to scramble away. Big loss on the play all the way to the 29-yard line, so third down and long. Seals Grove needs to get to the Jersey Shore 46-yard line to pick up the first
2: down. Yeah, now here's where you dial up uh, your, your deep routes, trying to get the first down with a young quarterback and an offensive line that's struggling so far. Not a good situation
1: gonna stay in the shotgun with two wide receivers split to the left can't split to the right under pressure screen pass to con looking for blockers gonna get one but Nylon was the other guy trying to get to the other guy Maliki unable to or there might have been green grass ahead of him, but Maliki able to get there makes the stop well short of a first
2: down and Metzger will have to drop back and put this one away well I mean give credit there to Maliki I mean he just made Nylon whiff he kind of pulled the, the tarp away and 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 scooted out around him there but That was the last guy, that was the last guy and at least a first down for Conn.
1: So it'll be a fourth down in a punting situation here for the Seals. His punts away. Peacock's gonna make a fair catch right at the 30 yard line as teams go back and forth between the 30s as the Georgia store Bulldogs will take over first down and ten of their second possession of the night. The last possession they're able to get into Seals Grove territory but then turn the ball over on Downs and Ryan, as you see Metzger punting this one away already seen some of the adjustments between these two coaches Dean Hollenbach was the punter a week ago Metzger comes in he gets a lot more height on it I like Hollenbach he was able to get a lot of foot on it but Metzger gets some height on it and causing Peacock to have to call a fair catch multiple times here for the Bulldogs Lorsing pitched to tomb no it's not tomb it's Guthrie Guthrie's going to go down Sort of the 32, excuse me, at the 27-yard line. Good pressure up front for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. There's you credit here. That's number 33. That's Seacrest on the stop. And also on the tackle the last time defensively was actually Guthrie, number 32 for the Bulldogs as I get the numbers correct with the names. Lorsing pitches it out to Seacrest once again. Crosses the 40. Upended as he gets to, excuse me, the 30, as he gets to the 32-yard line. Well short of a first down, third down. Ryan, this is going to be a quick-moving first quarter as we've already moved to the 439 mark here in the first quarter. with No score, but both teams looking to run the ball. And, and the clock's moving along. You're going to find out who's in shape because Jersey Shore is just playing fast. They're getting the line of scrimmage and hiking the ball as quick as they can. And Lorson this time is going to throw it. He's able to find Peacock. His main receiver makes a catch, tiptoes out of bounds. He's got enough for a first down as he makes the catch in front of Nyland, and he makes it to the 40 one and a half yard line, and boy, just enough for our first down as the Bulldogs will move the chains. So both teams feeling each other out here. This is a heavyweight battle between these rival teams over the years. they played each other twice in about five seasons in a row, but this time Lorsen trying to go off to the left, and he's going to be hit by Ziders goes down, also Kahn and showers in on the stop. One yard pickup, it'll be a second down and nine. But as you said, Ryan quickly back up to the line of scrimmage. Coming up on four minutes to go in the opening quarter. No score. Roll it to the right is Lorson gets rid of it. Looking for Peacock. Makes the catch in front of Nylon. Again, just enough for a Jersey Shore Bulldog first down into Sealins Grove territory
2: at the forty-eight-yard line. Well they can pass the ball a little bit here. They're showing the ability to roll out and find open receiver and pretty accurate so far from Lorson.
1: So they do move the chains. First down and 10, Lorson turns, gives it to the deep lone back in the backfield as he crosses inside of the 45-yard line on the carry that time. I have number 36 on the carry for the Bulldogs. He's going to get about five, maybe four. It'll be a second down and six for the Bulldogs. Might have a jersey change because I don't have 36. I don't have 36 here, either. Yeah. I was looking for that as well. I wonder if that's, we we'll have to see if there's a 45. And he fumbles at this time, but he's able to jump on top of it just ahead of Everett Thomas, who was trying to get to that ball, but a loss on the play back outside of the 45-yard line for the Bulldogs. Third down play here, three minutes, nine seconds, the opening quarter. No score between the Bulldogs and the Seelands Grove Seals. They'll put the ball right at the 45-yard line. Lorson drop it back. Looking left. Gets rid of it. Looking for his intended receiver. This time number 32. Who is Guthrie, but it falls incomplete to bring up a
2: fourth down and you would think a punny situation here for the jersey shore bulldogs i, I mean i would hate to be the stat guy right now with the pace of this game i mean you can't even get your yard line marked down <laughs> the jersey shore is just rushing everything they're getting to the line quick rollouts quick handoffs and just trying to catch this defense off guard punny situation here for peacock gets away it's a
1: high kick now you got to get away if your seals Groves. the ball's not even going to get a full six yards. Sealers Grove will be able to take over. That ball went straight up, came straight down, and Seals Grove will have great field position at their own 40-yard line to take over. First down and 10. No score here late in the first quarter. Yeah, they didn't even kick it far enough for a first down. <laughs> <laughs> Seals Grove going to benefit by that, getting good field position. Brett Ford split far to the right, Swineford to the left. Nate shown back in the game, lined up at the right wing back position. Metzger the tight end on the right-hand side. First down and 10. This is Nyland on the Wildcat. Gets the call, spins, falls forward, gets to the 43-yard line. Ryan, you dialed it up. You said, let's get the ball in an explosive man's hand. They do there by lining up Nyland as the quarterback, and he's able to pick up short gain. But it's a confidence
2: builder. As he gets three, it'll be second and seven. It's just a creative way to get your athlete the ball. And and I like it. Mix that in. I like the Wildcat mix. Uh you get Danny prepped here, and now he comes in. It's second down and seven. So it's a nice first down play. Second down and long for the Seals. Two wide receivers split to the life. Shock looking for
1: Swineford on the comeback Over overhead. Falls incomplete. Shock hit hard after he throws it by Toom. Or was that 55, O'Connor, i have to see what the number was. But by bottom line is freshman quarter got hit by O'Connor after he threw the ball. Well over Swineford's head. Third down play here. It's a third down and 7 210. the opening quarter. No
2: score between the Seals and the Bulldogs. I know the pass wasn't completed, but what I like about that is, is Shock saw the pressure coming, and he followed through with his throw. I, I, that takes a lot of guts. That's a special gift. Shock drop and back.
1: Looking. Throw it over the middle. Got a man. Metzger makes some catch. Spins out of a tackle in the Jersey Shore territory. Enough for a first down to the 49-yard line. And that's a big play. And, Ryan, we keep an eye on all big plays because they're going to be candidates for a smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Metzger making a catch in the middle of the field. Picks up the first down. That could be a candidate for the Dam Hell Center backbreaker play of the game.
2: I love what I'm seeing out of Metzger. Both sides of the ball. He's playing violent. Caught that ball and turned up field. Broken arm tackle and got the much-needed first down. First time Seals goes cross midfield tonight. Shock waiting for the snap from Zyder. Gets it. Fakes it to Kahn. Nope, gives it to Kahn. Khan hitting the backfield,
1: and he's going to go down. There's a flag on the play on the far side. Also checked into the game for the Seals is Michael Maul, number 79, a junior. 6'1", 305 pounds, playing up on that offensive line for the Seals. Derrick Hicks talked that he could get an opportunity here as he's coming on, but there is a flag on the play, and the official will give us a call and say it's a
2: false start against the Seals Grove Seals. Uh, that, that hurts you there. Five-yard penalty here now. Seals Grove putting themselves in first and 15, and none of their first downs tonight. They've really blown by the first-down marker. So a lot of their first downs have been by 11 yards in three plays, and here you go. You're going to get to redo uh, a first down, but 15 yards, you're asking here. So Seals Grove kind of punching themselves there. No score here late in the first quarter.
1: Two minutes exactly to go. Seals Grove has the ball at their own 46 yard line they've been able to get into jersey shore bulldog territory but have not threatened and likewise for the bulldogs against the seals grove defense on first down and 15 for the seals showing blitzes o'connor gets down into three man three and he coming on it's actually not o'connor not 55 it actually was 33 coming in he walked up to the line of scrimmage got down three-point stance and that Seacrest blew through untouched and a big sack on chuck as he came with
2: nobody even in his way yeah jersey shore this is what they are i mean the last half a decade or more they have been aggressive on the defensive line they put their toughest most athletic big men they have in there and they just let them go five down linemen it is very tough for an even a veteran offensive line this is a young one with some injuries, it's a tough position, and you're seeing Jersey Shore getting penetration. And here
1: they come again. Chuck gets rid of it, throws it to Schoen to avoid the tack the sack. But Schoen gets hit immediately after the sh- the short throw. That's a loss on the play. So what was a third and or a second and twenty-five? It's another loss on the play under forty-five seconds to go in the opening quarter with no score between Jersey Shore and the Sealens Grove Seals. Third down and 30. Seals Grove will have to run at least another play. They got nine seconds on the play clock. Two wide receivers split to the left. Blitz coming again. Shock drops back. Gets rid of it. Nobody looking. Almost intercepted. And then caught by Nyland. Off the tip. He makes the catch as he goes inside of the 25-yard line for the Seals Grove Seals.
2: Ryan, you like to say that's exactly how they draw it up. I'll take it. I mean... There was no one there. I think maybe a wrong route was ran, but the pass bounced off of the defender's helmet. Could have been a pick. Bounced off and redirected more to center field where Nylon was. Nylon had to stop, though. He could have counted and, and stride. That was an easy touchdown there. But, man, a little bit of lady luck on Seals Grove side. No complaints for me as they're now at the red zone at the 20-yard line 47-yard reception credited to Nyland from the
1: freshman quarterback shocked to put the Sealens Grove and in deep into Jersey Shore territory this will be Nyland inside of the 20 down to the 18-yard line there is a flag on the play did I see as officials chit-chat a little bit there but what a play and uh, whether this is a penalty or not on this I'll have to run one more play if it's against the defense if not We'll move into the second quarter. No score between the Seals. Seals threatened for the first time here tonight after the 47-yard reception by Nylon off of tip by two Jersey Shore Bulldog defenders. And with that play, that will end the first quarter. No score between the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and the Sealens Grove Seals. They'll flip sides of the field. This is Sealens Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
12: We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists, and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. Eagle
1: 107. The buck now starts the season tomorrow night at home, hosting William and Mary. The pregame starts at 5.30, kickoff at 6 with Doug on Kevin Her on Eagle 107, eagle107.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. If you're going to the game, stick around. Fireworks presented in part by Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Ryan, we talked about it off the air. Things aren't coming together here so far in that first quarter for either team. And you look at that defensive battle, and you said it, and it's worth noting, this could be a 3-0 game. This becomes a vital possession for the Seals to try to either put it in the end zone. This is the first threat by either team as they have it at the Jersey Shore Bulldog. 19-yard line, It's the second down and 8. Just moved into the second quarter. Shock drops back, finds Nile, makes a catch, going to get to the 10-yard line dragging two defenders inside of the tent down close to the seven yard line and hey Ryan want to give credit where credit is to you said during the pregame let's get Nylon involved some way somehow they've got it at the wildcat position he's get that luster up makes a big play there carry two defenders gets the first down first down goal to go for
2: the seals inside the ten. yeah that's a big play and Danny Schock did not have a clean exchange he had to shuffle the ball in his hands he was able to find Nylon quick and accurate Nylon good tough catch and he was on the first down marker he used a little extra oomph to get that first down big play
1: Shotgun formation backs each side of shock, gives it to Kahn. Kahn hit at the line of scrimmage, not finding anything in the middle of that Seals Grove, excuse me, in the middle of that Georgia Shore defense. Real quick, numbers from that first quarter. Shock with that long throw to Nyland. Six for nine, 75 yards. Seals minus 16 in the rushing department. Toom, three for eight on the ground. Peacock, three catches for 28
2: yards. Zero runs outside of the tackles for Seals Grove so far tonight. If they go to something different here, they come up to the line of scrimmage. Shock drops back, got some time, gets ready, got Swineford, makes the catch into the end zone, touchdown for the Sailors Grove Seal. Same play they ran last week against Lewisburg in the fourth quarter, same result, same players. Danny Shock, Ben Swineford on the out route, beautiful throw, stepped into it, mechanics look great, had good zip. I like the way Swineford catches with two hands watches it into his hand, secures it, and curls into the end zone. A play that obviously Coach Pope likes, and that Shock and Swineford have great timing on. And, boy, uh, 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 a circus play catch off the helmet really sparked something here with the offense. They're able to punch it in then as they were at the 20-yard line after the big play.
1: Rule tempts the extra point, and it is good. So Seelins Grove gets a big play. There's flag down on the field, so we'll have to chit-chat about that. It's another false start against the Seals Grove Seals. they the have to line up and kick this extra point once again. Multiple false starts in that first quarter and another one here to start the second quarter. As Seals Grove will look to kick the extra point, but they're going to have to do it. After walking off the penalty, Kyle Roll definitely has the ability to kick the extra point, but you know, I like to add added pressure. Cancel do
2: the snapping and Brett Ford doing the holding. I I, I I want to touch a little bit more on what we had just said about running like everything seals group has done has been trying to go up the middle in between the tackles they haven't stretched anything out around the edge maybe something they want to try because jersey shore is very physical up front now we got no snap everyone moving another flag
1: will be thrown on the play we'll get another walk off here so some breakdowns here in the special teams as well, gives a chance to tell you that was 11 play drive covering 60 yards, taking three minutes and 48 seconds. Swineford makes the 10 yard touchdown reception. Shot gets his second touchdown pass of his career. Is he able to find Swineford for the touchdown? That's the Seals Grow four drive summary. That penalty was against Jersey Short, So they walk it back to the original spot the standard spot for an extra point here four will do the holding got some movement up front once again the kick is up plenty of distance are there any flags down there don't see any the extra points good by rule it's <laughs> heel's throw finally tax on the extra point. point seven nothing lead
2: for the seals i think there could have been encroachment there by by jersey shore it looks like they might have jumped through and even touched a lineman and then they were pointing as if it was Seals group guy jumped. I didn't see anybody move for Seals group, but no flag there. I'm okay with it. We got the extra point through, and uh, Seals group has got a nice 7-0 lead. We get a
1: chance to throw it back to Sean Carey, maybe after the kickoff here or our next break in some action, as we will keep an eye on the Blaze Alexander 4 Tough Game of the Week. We're looking at the Danville Loyal sock game. So, and throw it back ten plus. Sean will get his update on Chickahominy, Lewisburg, and all the games going on around the valley. As we have best in the biz, our producer Sean Carey back in the studio. Seals Grove will kick this one away, leading seven nothing with eleven minutes to go in the first half. Seals Grove gets a, you know, you say as a broadcast, prepare for the unexpected, and boy, a. a Ball that was thrown by shock tip off two Jersey Shore defenders and landed in Nyland's hands big 47-yard reception takes the ball deep in Jersey Shore Bulldog territory finished off by 10-yard touchdown reception from shock to Swineford his main target They now connected on two touchdowns on the season rule kicks this one away goes to the deep man at the eight Makes his way off to the left side, outrunning defenders, trying to get to the sideline, unable to, out to the 20-yard line, Tegan Hoover on the stop, Nyland over there as well, they'll have it at the 21-yard line, first down and 10 for the Bulldogs as they will try to answer the Seals Grove Seal touchdown from just moments ago. Can't express, express it enough, Ryan. Finding your main man you talked to, Swineford's dad before the game, and boy he was gleaming with
2: pride with that second half performance from his son Ben. Yeah, I mean, he he was very thankful for the coverage that we gave. And, you know, we didn't give it. It was earned. He had a big game last week. Uh, A little note here, that was a nice uh, 10-play drive, or at least 10 plays there. Should give this defense a little bit of a breather. That's a deep man gets the call there. That's Maliki now, and he's going to
1: pick up maybe a yard that's gonna be it last week Maliki had eight carries for 45 yards That's 5.6 yards a carry and a year ago just 25 carries overall for 83 yards as Toome got most of the the work a year ago but he does get some call on that one Lorson drops back quick throw gets rid of it wide open is Guthrie as he's able to cross the 35 yard line Out close to the 37-yard line. First down pickup for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Again, they're trying to answer the Seals
2: Grove touchdown. Seals Grove leads 7-0 here in the first half. And that's all the hurry-up offense there. Seals Grove just wasn't set. Guy was left wide open. They made a quick pass and got the first down. This
1: one's going to go to the deep man. He may get a guy miss Into the secondary. The running back for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, number 30, that's Malicki. And he carries it in Grave territory, and a big run as he takes it all the way to the 46-yard line, a first down pickup, Jersey short quickly to the line of scrimmage. Giving credit to Makai Showers on the stop, Lorson drops back, fakes it, now rolling to the right, getting some pressure, trying to chase him from behind, is Showers, and he's going to make the sack all the way back to the 40-yard line. Effort play there by Makai Showers, able to get to Lorson, rolling out to his right, after play fake but mckay was not faked out at all it gets to him by the quickness and a big loss on the
2: play all the way back to the jersey shore 40 yard line and it's mckay's third tackle of the game but none bigger than that one right there a huge loss great effort there for the sack
1: dropping back is Larson. he looks confused he's going to take off and run with it here crosses the 45 met there goes down bunch of red shirts around looks like nate shown led the way
2: he's pounding his chest
1: just he, played played the game, up. <laughs> he got lit
2: big boy i don't know if i ever hit a qb like that that's running and knocked him backwards three yards with a hit i might pound my chest a little bit too that was a heck of a hit from nate shown and it was a good
1: timing you know, on that looked like a lot of run room there for Larson. lorson looking over the middle it's got a man there knocked away great job defensively Is that tegan over bouncing up it makes a huge play Is that one looked like it was gonna be connected for a potential touchdown but a hoover Laid himself out, right and, and made the play perfectly timed by the defensive
2: back. Yeah, I got to coach uh, T. Hoover a little bit when he was in the youth football league here at Seals Grove. Him and my son were on the same team. But Teague always played linebacker. I never got to see him play the secondary in any coverage, but I'll tell you, he was an excellent linebacker, tough hitter, and he could fly to the ball. Safety seems to be a good spot for him. He's having a heck of a game, three tackles and two batted down balls. And forces a punt by Peacock. Schoen makes the
1: catch at the 20. Tips toes about the 22-yard line. Seals Grove will take over there, leading 7-0 with 8.59 to go here under cloudy skies. But the rain is holding off on a 79-degree night. Ryan, again, getting a chance to watch the Seals play on this newly resurfaced turf. Looks beautiful. Seals in the end zone with the red lettering all painted blue in the end zone and the big letterman s right at the 50 yard line looks good
2: yes it does
1: seals grove takes over first down and ten leading seven nothing over the jersey shore bulldogs in a big hack one matchup between the dogs and the seals nylon in the wildcat going to take it off to the left hit by a defender drags that defender out to the 24 yard line And that says a lot he's carrying a big defender out as you see nyland really getting in the groove here pick it up they're going to say he picks up about
2: maybe three Three. yards so it'll be a second down and seven and if you notice when Nylon's in the wildcat both times they ran and it was an outside run everything else has been between the tackles nyland in the as quarterback again gives it to
1: Kahn, nothing there, blown up again. You mentioned earlier in this ballgame that the offensive line can't give Kahn
2: some time to run, and he's going to be one bruised fella in the backfield. I, I feel bad for him, man, because, you know, I know he's got to be getting frustrated. As soon as he's getting the ball, he's not get, he has no momentum. He's just getting met with multiple defenders, and it's the strength of Jersey Shore. It's the guys up front, so very tough position for Joe Kahn. So it's a
1: third down and ten. Seals Grove leading 7-0. Shock back at quarterback. Drops back under heavy pressure. Roll it to his right. has got to get rid of it. And avoid the tackle there. Three Jersey Shore Bulldogs coming down on the freshman quarterback. He throws it away. It will be a punting situation. Fourth down and punting for the Seals Grove Seals.
2: Yeah, I mean, heads up play just by Shocker just to get rid of the ball and minimize uh, any kind of loss there. And now, you know, you punt a little more room behind the punter. And uh, Mesker punts pretty well. I mean, he could easily kick this past midfield here and get another fair catch. He's been under some pressure on the last couple ones. He gets a low
1: snap, hits the turf, gets it away quickly. He was under heavy pressure. Fair catch is going to be made by Peacock. Micaiah Showers coming down there also, number 61. Cameron Fogarty in on Peacock. If he didn't call fair catch, he was going to be there to lay a hit for the punt team for the Sealens Grove Seals. But good field position for the Bulldogs in Seals Grove territory at the 43-yard line. 7.44 to go in the first half. Seals Grove leading 7-0. That
2: was a very risky fair catch there. He came flying in, caught it high on his shoulder pad too.
1: Lone touchdown. Swiper making the catch from freshman quarterback Shock. Larson gets rid of it. He's got his man out there. Fumbles the ball. It's on the turf. Jumping on top of it as the Seals Grove Seals. And that looked like bastion who was able to be there on the hit was that micaiah showers on the hit i know they could say he was down here there's no strong signal one way or the other by the officials are they
2: saying it's a fumble first down for the seals it's gotta be i mean he caught the ball wow, there's like no emotion, no yeah. like well the offense is out there so that's right. enough but uh, and micaiah showers there sp- spinning the receiver trying to throw him the ground just ripped the ball loose like you said Bastion all over it and was able to jump on the ball, and Seals are have the ball about midfield. Another
1: big play, and again, we're looking for candidates for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game, and that big play by the defense could be one of the ones that turns out to be a big play, and consider it the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Okay, guys jumping up front as Chuck had walked up behind center and see if he was able to get the Jersey Shore Bulldogs to jump. The guy on the right side, number 51, looked like he started a little too soon. That's Darby. So it will be walked off against the Jersey Shore defense, five-yard walk-off. that will put the ball into Jersey Shore Bulldog territory at the 46-yard line. First down and five for the Seals Grove Seals, leading 7-0 with 7.35 to go here in the first half. Condalone back in the backfield, gets the call, bounces it to the second level inside of the 45-yard line to the 43-yard line so good run they'll bring up a second down and short after about the three and a half maybe a four-yard pickup by khan
2: yeah that's second down in inches right there that was a nice tough run leaning forward good job by the offensive line creating a path and khan hit it hard picking up four good yards
1: long back in the backfield once again is khan wide receivers to each side shock drops back gives it to khan a bit of a draw there and he's going to get up inside of the 40 and that's going to be enough for his sealers first down try to put a drive here together ryan they lead 7-0 here in the first half with 6.55 to go in the second quarter boy what a big touchdown this would be here late in the first half as seals is able to finish this drive Nate shown line up on the left side of tight end position shock drops back under pressure gets rid of it finds Metzger coming from his tight end position makes the catch four yards on the pickup maybe three as they mark it more like at the 36 yard line but a quick hitter from shock to metzger
2: uh, we got to give metzger some credit here i mean we've seen some very good tight ends at seals group over the year and we always come to kind of wonder why we didn't get more tight end involvement more tight end involvement well guess what this tight end's getting involved ton of credit to metzger he's playing excellent Shotgun formation with wide receivers each
1: side on the second and long. Looking over the middle, finds Metzer again, makes a catch at the 30, stretches it inside the 30 about the 29-yard line. It'll be a shorter first down, but give credit. The freshman quarterback into his offensive coaching staff. They found some openings in the middle of that defense and able to move the ball to a third down and one for the Seals. They lead 7-0, under six minutes to go here in the first half. Danville leading Loyal Sox 14 to nothing. That's a game we're keeping an eye on, a part of the Blaze Alexander four tough game of the week. And Shock went over 100 yards in the first half here with that pass to Metzger. Looking good under some pressure here, though. It's going to take off and run. It's got a first down, carries it inside on the 25-yard line to the 24-yard line it up six yards on the carry by Shock as he dropped back under heavy pressure and was able to take off and pick up a nice first down. Moves the chains, and it'll be a first down for the Seals Grove
2: Seals. Love the decision, quick made decision, but duck that ball. Hang on to that ball. Thought he was a little loose running with it, but he hung on to it, picked up the first down. Very nice run from the freshman quarterback. He's under center here. Tight formation for the Seals.
1: Eye formation behind Shock. This time give it to Show. Pops it to the outside. Able to crab crawl down to the 15-yard line, short of a first down by about a half yard for the Seals. But, with that wrestling background that time for Nate Schoen showing (laughs) up as he's able to crawl, keep his legs up to a second down and short for the Seals. And they're quickly up to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they are. 4.55 to go in the second quarter. Seals Grove leading 7-0, threatening once again high formation give to Schoen again trying to bounce at the outside trying to outrun the defenders puts his head down and it's going to be a loss on the play as he's tackled by o'connor and boy ryan o'connor look at him walking back to the huddle right now hands on his hips slow to get off of a knee now he's leaning over there that's what happens when you're trying to chase down a guy like nate Schoen. oh yeah and you go head to head with him you're not winning that battle very often Quickly up to the line of scrimmage. Nate Schoen's going to come out on this play here. The lone back in the backfield will be Schoen. Or, excuse me, it will be Kahn. Tight end Metzger splits to the right, and there's going to be a timeout taken here. 4-14 to go here in the first half. Seals groove leading 7-0. Chance to send it back to... Sean carries some updated scores. We just heard about the Lowell Sock Danville game. Lowell Sock trailing 14-nothing. Sean, some awesome. other games going on around Valley like maybe the Sickleme Braves.
4: Yeah, you got her Pat and Ryan. Thanks very much on our Aubrey Alexander Toyota out of town scoreboard. These games in the second quarter currently on WKOK Central Columbia up on a field goal 3 to nothing over Chickaleme on 100.9 the Valley in the second Lewisburg shutting out Central Mountain 20 to nothing got an updated score on Danville Loyal Sock the Lancers have scored early second quarter Danville 14 Loyal Sock 6 in the second Canton and Montgomery are tied 6-6 Blue Mountain up 14-0 over Midwest in the second. Williamsport and Altoona playing for the first time in 13 years at Mansion Park. Altoona up early 7-0. North Schuylkill sh- shutting out Shemokin in the second, 16-0. And early second quarter, Southern Columbia 7, Mount Carmel nothing. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com. Back to Pat and Ryan.
1: Sure, the updated scores. Southern leading Mount Carmel just 7 nothing. Seals Grove will travel to take on Southern Columbia next week and Elysburg. Third down and short for the Seals, two wide receivers to each side. Shock drop it back, throwing a deep fade to Swineford, trying to go up and make the catch, unable to. Defend it well out there. He tried to allow your athlete, the height of Swineford to go up and get it, but defend it, well, knocked to the turf, falls incomplete. It'll be a fourth down, an opportunity for Rule to come out and kick a field goal. His first field goal attempt of the season They're going to mark this one down at the 23-yard line, looking at a 33-yard field goal attempt. on the snap, four on the hold, and Rule will try to kick this one through to try to give Sealens Grove the 10-point advantage. Gotten a lot of pressure even on the extra point. Plenty of time as the ball is up, and it is good by Kyle Rule as he nails the 33-yard field goal for the Sealens Grove Seals, and Ryan, points are Golden here for yeah. the, between these two teams. They got the touchdown to start the second quarter, and now add in the field goal by rule to push it out to three nothing. Rule showing plenty of foot on that one. Sales Grove now leading ten nothing with four oh three to go here in the first half. And,
2: and not only do I like coming away with some yards there out of that drive, but I, l- I like what I saw. Uh, the offense really coming together. Offensive line's actually doing a pretty good job tonight in pass protection. Shock had some time there. He stepped into a pocket that formed. I just maybe thought he had a little didn't have quite enough on it. Swineford was in a nice matchup. It looked like a little fade route to the corner, but it ended up not getting deep enough. Swineford though, heads up. Knocking the ball down, that's when a receiver becomes a defender and avoided the interception, which ultimately allowed for a field goal attempt. So offensive line, much better run blocking, staying consistent in their pass blocking in that drive, and uh, a heads-up play by senior receiver Swineford to knock down what could have been an interception. And then you got Kyle Rule out there, sophomore, kicking a beautiful field goal from 33 yards, making it a two-score game. Now Rule
1: will kick this one away. A line drive shot be taken by the return man at his own eight-yard line. Crosses the 20, gets away from a guy at the 23-yard line, still going to 25, and finally hit by Metzger in a group of. Kickoff coverage, guys, and a late flag's going to be thrown in as well. Allman, Ryan Allman also involved in the stop there, but we'll have to check out the flag. Get a chance to talk about that drive. Another multiple or double-digit drive for Seals Grove as they take a 10-play drive covering 35 yards, took 3 minutes and 32 seconds, finished off by that 33-yard field goal by Rule, and and Grove takes a
2: 10 to nothing lead. That's the and Grove forward drive summary. I like, too, the way the special teams has tightened things up this week. Last week, Farinado just got chunks of yards on punt returns and kick returns. This week, ceilings did doing a much better job in containment, pushing guys in the middle and allowing the gut to make the tackles. Not near as many lanes either as what we saw last week. So. There's just one improvement that we've seen so far in game two
1: penalty against the Seals on the coverage Gives Jersey Shore the ball at their own 40-yard line making the catch on the right side is Peacock Nyland's able to throw him to the turf with the help from Khan But it takes it into Seals Grove territory all the way to the 44-yard line first down and ten for the Bulldogs Clock running after they set the chains 344
2: to go here in the first half Seals Grove leading ten nothing uh, Nyland comes over jumps on the back and swings and knock the ball free unable to do so but Khan finishes it off
1: Deep man gets the call 36 again I would assume that's tomb because we don't have a 36 and I haven't seen 45 in a while So assume that's tomb just from his body language But he's going to be stopped right at the original line of scrimmage on the run nothing there good job defensively up
2: front by the seals defense Everett Thomas as the first guy there on the scene Good job of wrapping up and making it a zero gain trips to the
1: left this time for Larson shotgun takes the snap it's gonna roll to the left pitches it out there for two able to get away from Kahn but two defenders come up Swineford and showers able to make the stop after thought about a three-yard pickup that time for the Bulldogs clock continues to run Shore quickly up to the line of scrimmage a little push in the back there I think that's why Kahn didn't get that tackle Larson rolling to his right this time. He's got plenty of time looking. Gets rid of it. He's got a man making the catch Is Schaefer gets away from Schaefer, the defender. And the Bulldogs are able to take it inside the 25-yard line down to the 24-yard line. And they're going to quickly
2: get up to the line of scrimmage again after they'll move the chains. Well, what a pass there because the coverage was there. That snuck right by Joe Kahn. And somehow got to the receiver. That was a tough pass. Larson's going to design keep it this
1: time, and he's wish he didn't as he's upended at the 25-yard line. Micaiah Shower Zaiter's also in the backfield that time. Oh, Spotted the 25, maybe a loss of a half yard. Second down and long. Jersey short, quickly up to the line of scrimmage again, trying to create pace. Larson drops back, some plenty of time. Knocked down by Zaiter's. No, did they? Did he get through? looked like Zeiters had made a deflection there, but it got to the receiver, and they're going to call it a completion all the way down
2: to the 16-yard line. Yeah, I think Ziders did get a deflection in there. He got pressure, got through the offensive line, might have tipped it, and that's why it was a little short, but they're going to call it a completion. Got three on the catch for the Bulldogs. There's a flag on the
1: play. Toome was going to get the call. If you're just joining us, Toome is wearing 36, we believe. He came in wearing forty-five, his standard number, but there is another flag on the play.
2: I think. It, I wish that was a red flag as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's not; it's yellow.
1: It's against, <laughs> against Jersey Shore. The Eagles start the defense of the Super Bowl title on Thursday night against the Atlanta Falcons. The pregame starts at seven p.m. with the kickoff eight twenty on Eagle one oh seven. So. False start. Had a lot of those here tonight. This one goes against the Bulldog offense. It'll march them back outside of Seals Grove 20-yard line to the 21-yard line. Lorson gets the snap rolling to his right. He's got some time. Looking. Gets rid of it. Almost intercepted by Nyland as he stepped in front of the intended receiver, Peacock. And, boy, almost a big play there by Nyland on the defense. And, Ryan, says they put Nyland in At the wildcat position, boy, he's become a
2: whole different factor, and Seals Grove needs him. It brings confidence to me. You get more involved, you you feel it on both sides of the ball. I want you to pay attention here. Ziders, from his defensive end position, keeps getting penetration. That time I felt he was held from behind. I don't think he would have got there in time for the sack. They got rid of it pretty quick, but look at the penetration Ziders getting from that defensive end position. Now Griffin will attempt the field goal here from 38 yards.
1: The kick is up plenty of distance. Did he hook it in there? And he did. So, all important points for the Jersey Shore Bulldog team as they're able to take it down, get points on the board on the long field goal by Griffin, who's definitely capable. He's had a nice career for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs a year ago. He was 38 for 41 from PATs, just three for six, but he had a long of 40 a year ago. Well, he makes that one at 38 yards, and it cuts the lead to 10 to three for the Seals Grove Seals late
2: here in the first half with 1.34 to go. And that's just it. They left a lot of time on the clock. Seals Grove does have two timeouts, I believe, yet. So a lot of time, uh, get a good kick return here, make the field possession uh, a little bit more towards midfield. And then you get yourself an opportunity, especially with seeing the way Rule kicked that last field goal, plenty of leg. offensive line did a good job giving him time and a field goal will be huge here as we do have a minute and 34 before the half and gaining that uh, two possession lead back after a scoreless first half
1: we've had 13 points here in the second quarter seals grove leading 10 to 3 over the jersey shore bulldogs griffin will kick this one away back deep is shown and nyland griffin capable kicking it deep for the bulldogs Gets this one away. Nyland will go back to his five-yard line, working from right to left, looking to get a big block from Schoen. Cuts under defender. Still going, and he's going to spin and fall just short of the 25-yard line out to the 24-yard line for the Seals Grove Seals. Not exactly great field position, but at least not deep in their own territory. We'll see how the Seals' offense manage this possession here, leading 10-3.
2: With just 124 to go here in the first half. And you want to be aggressive here, but at the same time, Jersey Shore does have three timeouts. So if you do throw the ball, you need to complete it. So that you maybe make Jersey Shore burn some of their timeouts.
1: Con in the backfield with Shock in the shotgun formation. Two wide receivers split to the right. Shock drops back. Looking for a quick hitter. Throws it out. Nylon makes the catch over his head. Gonna get away from one defender, but then met by whistles are blowing. Others, and the whistle late was hit. blowing they're going to give him forward momentum all the way up to the 29 yard
2: line well I, I know he didn't go down but that whistle's blowing that was a pretty late hit there that jersey shore bulldog field goal completed an eight play
1: 39 yard drive taking two minutes and 18 seconds with a 38 yard field goal by griffin that's the sealers grow forward drive summary shock under pressure gets rid of it looking over the middle and metzger is going to be tripping on the end it and it's going to be a flag on the play
2: now jersey shore is going to argue that that was not a catchable ball but i don't believe in high school it matters you can't take out the tight end like that and i still think that was catchable i don't think that was too high anyways but again looking for the tight end danny shock likes the tight end here and metzger and uh that time he tried to look for him for the big gain right down the middle but tripped up was metzger quick flag out there by the official and Seals is going to pick up the first down with 48, 49 seconds to go still in the in the first half. Stick around at halftime. We get
1: scores and updates of games going on around the Valley, including our tough game of the week brought to you by Blaze Alexander. Also stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, and analyze that first half as we prepare for the second half here from Seals Grove. Ford makes the catch thrown from Shock as he's able to get inside Jersey Shore Bulldog territory. Nice deep slant by Brett Ford makes the catch, short of a first down, though. But there's a timeout going to be taken here by the Seals. Impressed with that toss, and you can see the growth from week one to week two. He talked about it. Yeah, Chuck already over 100 yards in that first half. And last week he didn't get to 100 yards on the night. Most of his yardage came in the second half, as we talked about. He only had 85 a week ago on nine for 17, one touchdown, one pick. But boy, he's growing up right in front of us, and. Just gaining more confidence and give credit to the offensive
2: line, giving them just that enough time yeah. to get rid of it. They're shorting things up. That time, four wide open across the middle. Uh, he's not a big target, only 5'7". They have him at 131. I don't know, would you bet on that one, 131? <laughs> <laughs> but he did a nice job, went up and snagged the ball and uh, came down with a big first down, got good hands. He's a very good athlete. I don't care how big he is, he's a good athlete. And to ran a nice, tight route there, and he was completely open.
1: So it sets up a second down and short at the Jersey Shore Bulldog 47 yard line for the Seals. They lead 10 3 with 38 seconds to go here in the first half. Christian can't split far to the left. Two wide receivers to right. Going in motion is four from right to left. He's lined up in the left slot position. Shot calling out the signals. Gets the ball. Under pressure. Looking. Going to get rid of it to the sideline. Swiper makes the catch outside of the 35-yard line at the 36-yard line it'll be enough for a first down tiptoes out of bounds stops the clock
2: and you like this two-minute football for the seals grow seals and i love the way danny shock is maturing in front of us stepping into pockets keeping the play alive more time for the receivers to get open and he's delivering strikes first down in 10 at the jersey shore 36-yard line for the seals leading 10-3
1: Shuck gets rid of it again, making a catch on the far side, Kants, as he's going to get to the 30-yard line, gets out of bounds once again. So it's now going to be a second down and four for the Seals, moving ever so deep into Jersey Shore territory, and you wonder if he can get within the rule, and
2: that's the rule territory. Yeah, and, you know, Seals still has a timeout, so you can use the center of the field. Shock looking over his wristband. Two
1: wide receivers split to the left. Maneuver, maneuvering around that pocket pretty well. Under some pressure. Gets rid right of to the sideline. Wide open is Swyford. And he's going to tiptoe out of bounds. Pick up a first down. He's going to take it to the 23-yard line, Ryan. Boy, a whole lot of area and territory on that sideline. On the coverage out there was Guthrie,
2: but nowhere near swineford easy throw and catch from Shock to swineford And and swineford shown showing experience there. He could have just caught that and rolled out of bounds. Did a little stiff arm easily picked up three more yards. And the first down. First down and ten for the Seals.
1: Shock takes a snap. Got some time. Look it over the middle. Nylon in out of his hands. It's gonna fall incomplete, and there's a flag on the play as well.
2: this was talk It's gonna this be a holding. Over. They're calling a holding. I'd say that's a tough holding, that's a quick snap and throw, it's a slant route. I don't think you even have much time for a holding there, but the officials feel so. It must have been a good jump and a grab. Seals going to be backed up here with 20, well, 19.2 seconds to go. It's going to take them back to about the 35-yard line, so you'd be looking at a 45, a 52-yard field goal. <laughs> they need a little more than that. Yeah. I think that's going to be a- Well, I don't know. We saw the warm-ups before games. These guys can kick it. I mean, they got some leg. You're just going to need the time so they can really wind up for it. Obviously, they're not going to attempt a 52-yarder, but if they can pick up maybe 10, 10 yards here, 42 attempt. That might happen but they have
1: out of bounds to their advantage and also if you pick up a first down this stops the clock shock plenty of time look it over the middle catches made by swineford at the 15-yard line they have to quickly get up to the line of scrimmage they will s- now timeout will be called it was closest i think coaches were seeing whether it was a first down or not
2: he definitely was short of the first down by okay. a yard. I, I mean, they're giving him a nice spot there. I thought he rolled down, started going down about the 16-15 lev- the, the, the yard line. Looks like they're going to the mark him just in between the 14 and 15. I mean, it's got to be worth a measurement if that's where you're marking it now. They're going to mark it just short, and they're not going to – but three, four seconds went off that clock there. We'll, like, we'll see how <laughs> how valuable that was. But I think I agree. I think the coaches thought there was going to be a first down or at least a measurement and ended up they have to use their timeout. So now you can't timeout. take a sack. Yeah, you can't take a timeout. sack, and you got to throw high and sideline or in the end zone here.
1: See in the game, number 66, Giuseppe Ferraro in the game, playing the left guard position. Zayder's the center. Micaiah Showers playing tackle on the left side for the Seals. Second down and short, but the clock you got to pay attention to. Shock drops back. He's got some time. Gets rid of it.
2: Look at over the middle to Nylon at the goal line. Touchdown, Silas Grove Seals. What a delivery. Danny Shock throws it right across the middle, over top of the linebacker. And Nylon splits a safety and takes a hit as he catches it just a yard inside the goal line. What a detrimental blow to Jersey Shore's morale as they're about to go into halftime. 3.2 seconds left, but man, what a strike. Nyland finds the end zone. Hey, Danny Schock's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. I don't care. Those are big-time throws for a 15-year-old under the lights on Friday night. That's an unbelievable pass there. Cancel through the snapping for the holding.
1: Rule will kick the extra point. Plenty of distance. Squeeze through, and it's good. What an impressive drive for the Seals Grove Seals, answering the field goal by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs that cut it to 10-3. Seals Grove come back, able to work it down the field, get the touchdown from Shock his third touchdown pass of his career, filing, finding Nylon, who gets his first touchdown reception of the season. Seals Grove now leading 17-3 with three seconds to go here to first half impressive impressive nine plays 76 yard drive taken one minute and 21 seconds shock finds Nylon for the 14 yard touchdown reception the extra point by rule good seals grove leading
2: 17 to 3 that's the seals Grove forward drive summary well that was a pass filled drive and it had to be with under two minutes to go and two timeouts but they just took it pretty much the entire field that was very impressive Danny Schock orchestrating the two-minute drill. You can call it the minute and 48 drill, whatever it was. We'll call it two, just for the sake of. And and, and they did it to perfection. They really did. You take the one penalty out of the way, and there were zero incompletions on that drive. And
1: multiple guys got involved. Metzger from his tight end position. Nyland, of course, and also Swineford making the big catches. Rule will kick a swift kick away. Big bounce. Take it by one of the up man. Runs it to his own man and just going to be swarmed over. Want to give credit to who this guy is getting off the bottom of the pile there. Number 65, Nick Schaefer coming down like a bullet and able to make the tackle. That ends the first half. Seals Grove goes into halftime with all the momentum, leading 17-3 to over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And Seals Grove looking to get their first win of the season. Jersey Shore Bulldogs looking to avoid going 0-2. Don't go anywhere. We'll have scores, updates going on around the valley. We'll get stats from our stat man, Zach Showers, and Ryan and I will analyze that first half as we get ready for the second half. All right here on Eagle 107, Eagle107.com. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford. We'll be back and have halftime for you.
4: Seawands Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Seawinds Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child, and Seawinds Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seawinds Grove Ford at the Bridge in Seawands Grove. Go Seals!
5: Don't go back to school without the one supply that'll keep your coursework moving. Service Electric Cablevision High Speed Internet SECV Internet always makes the grade with unrivaled speed and reliability. It's the perfect Wi-Fi solution for the whole family to share, no matter how many devices you connect simultaneously. Search, stream, download, and gain instant access to everything you need to get ahead and complete your assignments. Plus, bundle SECV Internet with TV and phone and save. Learn faster, surf smarter. Visit secv.com/internet today.
8: Hey, Dad, football takes a lot of hard work, doesn't
10: it? It sure does, Ben. Hard work and discipline make a team successful.
9: Like your CPA business?
10: Yes, my clients and I are a team. I work with them for all of their income tax, payroll, and bookkeeping needs. It doesn't matter if it's one person, a family, or a whole business. I get things done, just like our football team does on the field.
9: So do you have a playbook?
10: Kind of. My goal is to do my absolute best for all of my clients. They can call me, William D. Booker, CPA, at 570-374-7343, or visit me at 530 South Market Street in Seattle next to the American Legion. Go
3: Seals. This is
10: Eagle 107.
4: Seals Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107. Sean Carey home opener tonight. At Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field at the half, the Seals Grove Seals up 17-3 over Jersey Shore, a key touchdown by the Seals, and great time management as well, getting that score with less than five seconds remaining in the half. Seals up 17-3. The opponent next week for the Seals Grove Seals will be the Juggernaut in our area, Southern Columbia Tigers. They've won 60 plus regular season games. A consecutive streak looks like that'll continue. Uh, Southern Columbia is leading 14 to nothing over the Mount Carmel area Red Tornadoes. That game currently in the second quarter. These games are in the second or approaching halftime. uh, Late second quarter currently on WKOK. Central Columbia leading Chickalemi 3 to nothing. On 100.9 the Valley, it is a route. Lewisburg is leading Central Mountain 34 to nothing. Second quarter, Danville is up 23 13 over the Loyal Sock Lancers. Also in the second, Canton and Montgomery, they're even at 6 6. Berwick 13, pits to nothing in the second. First ever home game tonight for the Midwest Mustangs and being shut out by Blue Mountain 14 0. At the half, Tri Valley leads Juniata 12 to 6. Newport and Williams Valley, they are even 7 7 in the second. Also in the second, Upper Dauphin 20, Halifax 6. Second quarter at Kent Memorial Stadium, first home game for head coach Henry Hynoski. And the Shemokan Indians, North Schuylkill, looks like no joke. They crushed Loyal Sock last week, kicked them in the tail. And tonight they are leading before halftime against Shimokan 23-8, North Schuylkill. As we mentioned a moment ago, Tigers up 14-0. Soko over Mount Carmel as they approach the half. Also in the second quarter, Milton is leading Warrior Run 20-7. We received a report that Phil Davis did not start tonight at quarterback for Milton. We'll find out the status of that as we move through the evening. Hopefully I'll have something for you at the end of the night tonight on Sunbury Motors game night. But no Phil Davis, no problem. Milton up 20-7. to And last check, early first quarter score, Hughesville uh, down 7 nothing to Montoursville. Montoursville cleaned up last week north Penn mansfield so again here on eagle 107 we're at the half as the seals lead jersey shore 17 to 3 very rare for both of these teams uh that could come down to uh, a great play one of these teams though could finish the evening oh and two uh very rare as uh, these teams have uh, either been uh, at or near the top in district four AAA earlier this decade and now quad a over the past couple of years so this game was scoreless after the first quarter. Second quarter, Seals were able to strike.
1: They come up to the line of scrimmage. Shock drops back. It's got some time. Gets ready.
2: Got Swiper. Makes the catch into the end zone. Touchdown for the Seals. Grown Seals. Same play they ran last week against Lewisburg in the fourth quarter.
4: Same results. Danny Shock, 10-yard touchdown uh, ten uh, yard touchdown pass to Swineford Kept uh, off an 11-play, 60-yard drive. And knocked 348 off the clock. And a key play in that drive was a third and 28 uh, in that drive. Sealens Grove at that point was up by a score of seven to nothing. And then the Seals were able to tack
1: on three more. Plenty of time as the ball is up. And it is good by Kyle Roll as he nails the 33 yard field goal for the Seals
4: Grove Seals. 33-yard field goal by Kyle Rule and capped off a 10-play 35-yard drive that knocked 333 off the clock. The Seals were up by a score of 10 to nothing. Cameron Griffin with a 38-yard field goal just under two minutes remaining in the first half. It trimmed the Seals' lead to 10-3. To and then at the end of the half, Seals getting a score uh, making the score 17-3. to Unfortunately, because of a technical glitch, we don't have that highlight for you. We apologize for that. Uh, but Seawolens grow up 17-3 to at the half. Don't forget, we will have scores and highlights from across the central Susquehanna Valley tonight uh, with Sunbury Motors game night. We do have a clip from Lewisburg Central Mountain early, and it's been all Lewisburg
14: tonight up in Mill Hall. Farron gets the ball around the left side, cuts in innings to the 10-5 and into the end zone for a Touchdown. Bosford takes a quick 6 nothing lead with 9.20 to go in the
4: first quarter. They get that score there. Uh, Max Moyers, uh, Dylan Fernado with that score there. Max Moyers also with a big touchdown run of 60-plus yards. Uh, it's been a tough night so far for the Wildcats looking to go 0-2. Uh, last check, Lewisburg up 34 to nothing as they approach halftime. That game live on 100.9, the Valley. Greg Wetzel there with the call on the Valley. Don't forget, uh, we have coverage of Lewisburg, Schicklemi, Grove on all of our Sunbury broadcasting stations. Download our Sunbury broadcasting app, search Seawansgrove uh, search uh, Eagle 107 on either Google Play or the Apple App Store Download our free app, and you can have it in the palm of your hand or a tablet, your smartphone, uh, any game you'd like, including, of course, the Seals Grove Seals here on Eagle 107. We also have our Facebook and Twitter page, uh, Zach Showers, our Zat, uh, Z-Man, the Zat, uh, the, uh, our Z-Man, Statman Extraordinaire, uh, taking care of all the uh, posts on our Twitter and Facebook tonight. Our Twitter handle, Seals on Eagle 107, and, of course, our Facebook page Uh, seals grove seals on eagle 107 nylon by the way with that uh, 14 yard touchdown grab from danny shock with just a few ticks left on the second quarter clock and making the score 17 to 3 in favor of seals grove that touchdown drive uh, to finish the second half uh, to finish the second quarter uh, capped off a nine play 76 yard drive and taking 81 seconds off the clock seals up by a score of 17-3. Don't forget, here on Eagle 107, tomorrow afternoon, we will have a special live broadcast from Christy Mathewson Memorial Stadium. Rob Center from the Rock and Roll Morning Show will be there in the tailgate section as the Bucknell Bison begin their 2018 season. And head coach Joe Susan leads a team out onto the field as they go up against William and Mary. So we will have, before the network coverage with Learfield, we'll have our special tailgate broadcast, Kevin Herr and... Of course, the voice of the Bison, Doug Birdsong, they will be on with you at 5. We'll hear from head coach Joe Susan after 5.30 and kick off at 6. Kids under 12, get in for free. You're also invited to be on the field and help form the tunnel as the Bison come out of the locker room and head for the sidelines prior to the kickoff. And then fireworks after the game. Eagle 107 and Wise Markets, proud supporters of the fireworks tomorrow night. At Bucknell. We'll have that for you here on Eagle 107 and streaming at eagle107.com and on our app. Take a quick break and we'll head back to the newly turfed Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field to get you the first half stats from Zach. And then, of course, Pat and Ryan will have second half coverage for you immediately after the game. Speaking of the turf, Ryan will be on the turf for the Service Electric Cablevision post game show. We'll hear from head coach Derek Hicks, a couple of players. Have our final stats, and then we'll cruise into Sunbury Motors game night. Get your scores and highlights from across the valley. Also, Cody Jared from SusquehannaValleySports dot com will be uh, checking in to be with us in studio. Get a report from tonight's first ever home game. For the Midwest Mustangs, looking to go two and zero on this evening, uh, on the evening, but uh, so far a uh, tough sledding as Blue Mountain is up fourteen nothing as they approach the half. We're at the half now in Sealands Grove. Seal seventeen, Bulldogs three. Back in just a moment. This is Seal's football presented by Sealands Grove Ford on Eagle One O Seven.
9: You know you go to DQ when you think blizzard, but hey, fans, how about some food? Fan food. The DQ chicken strip basket should not be a best-kept secret. How about the five-buck lunch? And if it is a blizzard you want, Reese's Outrageous is peanut butter cup, Reese's Pieces, and peanut butter sauce in a smooth, delicious blizzard. Tell the whole stadium. Fan food. Before the game, after the game, and everywhere in between. Dairy Queen. Roots 11 and 15 on the Strip. Sealand's Grove. Go Seals. Go DQ. Fan food,
14: not fast food.
12: We all have a path in life. Some play on the field. Others prefer jogging along the riverfront or being a weekend warrior. Wherever your path takes you, we will keep you on it. At UPMC Susquehanna, our top-rated orthopedic team, sports medicine specialists, and rehabilitation professionals are the team behind the team. Call 570-321-2020. Oh. Eagle107.com.
1: Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Foot. Pat O'Brien, Ryan Brands, X Showers. We're at halftime. Steelers Grove leading 17 3. As you heard, Sean, they got that late touchdown. Nyland gets his first touchdown reception of the season as Danny Shop gets his third touchdown pass of the season as well, or in his career as he's in his freshman season here for the Seals. Again, completing a nine-play drive to do that. Brian, one of the more impressive things is Seals group not only has scored 17 points, 11-play drive, 10-play drive, and that, that last one they put together a nine-play drive. And the more plays you have, the more potential you can make mistakes. They haven't. They've had some penalties. But for the most part, securing the ball, taking care of the ball, work the ball down the field, get points on the board, key in this ball game.
2: Uh, and there's a couple things statistically that, that stuck out to me that aren't your, your normal stats. And, and a lot of it has to do with these longer uh, play drives. And, you know, they start out a little slower. First three drives of the game, Seals group had six plays of negative yards, really struggling with that, that pressure up the gut. Offensive line was struggling pretty early on in the game. And that's the reason you had those six plays of negative yards. But the last three drives of the game, zero negative plays. So getting better as the game goes on there. Love seeing that out of the offensive line. There were four plays, only four plays that were gains of double digits from this offense. So they did it. Nickel dime, nickel dime. We talked, we didn't see as much nickel dime last week. We saw more of the big play. Not so this week. Four plays that that amassed double digits. You had an early 12-yard pass play to uh, uh, Ben Kahn, I mean Joe Kahn. Then you had a 47-yard circus catch off the helmet of a Jersey Shore. Defender deflected in the right direction. Wind held it a little higher. And uh, Nyland was able to catch the ball for a 47-yard pass play. That's by far the biggest play of the game for Seals Grove. And then the last two plays of the half. An 11 yard pass to Swineford and the touchdown, 14 yard pass to Nyland. So, before the last two plays of the half, the final 10 seconds of the half, we only had two plays that went over double digits in yards, and one of them was a circus play off a helmet that really shouldn't have happened, but we're going to take it. So, it's just crazy how this week this offense has nickel dimed these drives, made them longer, used more clock. And just taking what's been in front of them. So, and and even as the game's gone on from first quarter to second quarter. Now, taking a look at the stats overall
1: for both teams, uh, given to me by our stat man Zach Showers. Again, Seals Grove here at halftime, leading seventeen to three. Seals Grove one first down more than Jersey Shore, ten to just nine for Jersey Shore in the rushing department. Jersey Shore thirty-six yards. Seals Grove just four. But the domination is in the passing game. Seals Grove 176 yards through the air. Jersey Shore just 82. So overall yardage, Seals Grove 180 and 128 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. In the penalty department, four for Seals Grove, three for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Turnovers, an interception by Jersey Shore, and that's been it. And also on the special teams, big note that way. Griffin, 38-yard field goal. Rule, 33-yard field goal. So, again, Seals Grove leading here at halftime, 17-3. Individual numbers, Lorson, 8 for 13, 82 yards. So he's having a productive night in that first half. And in the past department, he's found Peacock for six Completions for 55 yards, Schaefer just one catch, and Guthrie a catch. In the rushing department, Maliki two carries, 18 yards, and Toom six carries just eight yards for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. For Sealens Grove, individual number shock, 17 for 21. 176 yards and two touchdowns his main target tonight has been swineford again five catches 53 yards and a touchdown nyland four catches 75 yards and a touchdown Metzger four catches from a tight end position for 26 yards ryan the big thing that sticks out on me and we want to give credit where credit is due tomb six carries eight yards That defense and the numbers have been good, and it's been spread out amongst a bunch of different guys
2: here at halftime. And and you're 100% correct. It is spread out. You don't have one guy with more than five total tackles, and actually the only guy I have with five total tackles is Joe Kahn. And, it's, and he has one for a loss, and he has uh, four other tackles. you got Nylon in there with four tackles, all of them in the second quarter. He does have a batted down ball. And then you get at the two guys that have changed positions tonight. You've got uh, Bastion playing the linebacker. He's got four tackles and a fumble recovery. And then Teague Hoover in at the safety position. He's got four tackles and two batted down balls. And the other highlights, obviously, the fumble caused – by Schaefer who has four tackles as well so it's very impressive this defense how guys just get to the ball and you're gonna when you get guys that just they play the downhill type of defense you're gonna get a lot of guys with tackles so no one really stand out no one really threatening with t- uh, double-digit tackles in the first half but it's a team effort and that defense is exactly that they did a great job but I'm gonna go back to the offensive side of the ball Danny Shock basically in the second quarter, actually from the two-minute mark of the end of the, at the end of the first quarter, he has been 14 for his last 16, for 152 yards in two TDs. That is a 15-year-old in his second ever varsity game. That is extremely, extremely impressive, young man having a heck of a game. And uh, I thought he did a nice job last week, obviously, in the second half uh, when they really started using him. And it's carried over here in New Jersey Shore. And uh, he, he had one heck of a first half on pace for pushing 400 yards if he can keep it going. A 400-yard game possibly. We'll see what happens. But so far, he's already had a good game. you don't get him another passing yard, he's had a heck of a game. It's the second week in a row. Seals grow goes into halftime leading. Last week they were leading
1: 14-13 over Lewisburg. Tonight they lead 17-3 to over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs getting ready for the second half to get underway. So that wraps up our halftime show here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Ryan, one thing we talk about every year and, and things they've been able to kick out, are the ability of the special teams and the kicker, and we've had good kickers over the years. And you can't stress enough the importance to be able to get within, you know, the 25-yard line and have a guy who can kick a field goal. Seals Grove used that momentum, got Rule into his uh, distance, you know, into his ability to be able to kick field goal. He knocks it through the uprights, and the momentum just builds, and the extra points going through the uprights, you know, and, and it's something that's got to be mentioned. And it continues
2: again here with Kyle Rule. Yeah, I agree. I think it's overlooked by a lot of programs, but never by Sealensgrove. Grove. Uh, Kicking coach Dan does a great job, always finding guys. And right now there's two guys been kicking. We've seen the the, uh, Pardo kid. Mm -hmm. We've seen him in warm-ups knocking down some long ones. So sealensgrove Grove's got some even depth, it looks like, at that position. But Kyle Rule's a very good athlete, too. He's not just a kicker. He's a very good athlete. So athlete out there kicking the ball if something goes wrong he's the type of guy can pick it up and i think you can see some open field moves out of him so he's a threat in many many uh, ways there and you never know you know you have a fake field goal fake extra point he's a guy that can create some stuff that's kyle
1: rule we just talked about he's going to tee it up and get ready to kick this one away back deep two return guys standing inside their own 10 yard line for the jersey shore bulldogs rule approaches it kicks it away Coming up to the 11-yard line, return man Maliki. He's at the 20-25, tries to squeeze through, but ends up getting stopped there. as that swipe for making the special team stop. No nope, 55. Ryan Omitt makes the stop just what it looked like Maliki was going to squeeze through, but gives Jersey Shore good field position out to the 32-yard line, and that's where they'll take over first down and 10, trailing 17-3 to the Sealands Grove Seals. Both teams looking to get their first win of 2018. Seals Grove leading at this point to 17-3, but Jersey Shore's not going to go away, and you think they would stick to the running game as well. Lorson's been effective in the passing game. This is going to be a quick hitter to the up man that time for the Jersey Shore squeezing through, and that's Seacrest. Is he's able to take it to the 35 yard line, a quick pick up of three, second down and seven. And this
2: pace by Jersey Short continues. Yeah. And great job by Ziders to shed the blocker and actually get an arm in to make the tackle. And
1: speaking of Ziders, he comes through after the pressure by Stone, and Zider finishes him off. Ryan, you talked in the first half how Zider's been putting huge pressure off that side, held a couple times uncalled, but this time he's able to. Take Larson down, loss on the play, back inside the 30-yard line to the 29-yard line. Six tackles for him and also a deflection, having a great game. Larson's going to roll to his right, under some pressure by Kahn. Going to throw a deep out, almost
2: intercepted by Hoover, who's played very well from the defensive back position. And what a play, what an athlete. He made a huge cut, planted his foot, and stepped in front of the receiver. That is a very special athlete, in Teague Hoover. And he's making the most of this. I mean, he, he is playing unbelievable. Three deflections already in this game, and he's punching himself a little bit there. He thought he had the pick. But, buddy, that's a, that's a great play on third down. And they, they have him in here, It looks like he might go in for a. Well, he ain't going to go in for the block. He's
1: coverage. Heacock kicks it away. Khan runs over towards it and then runs away from it. It's to be tipped by Jersey Shore. It comes back to the 40 yard line. And Sealsgrove take over from their own 40 well, yard line, first down and 10. Their first off offensive possession here in the second half. Brett Ford congratulating Hoover on the sideline here for his defensive play, but it's going to be talked a little bit about on the special teams because you get crazy punts like that, you got to get away from it. It gets a crazy bounce. You don't want it deflecting off your own man and give a chance for the opponent to come up with it. But Sealsgrove keeps the possession, they have it first down and 10 at their own 40, leading 17 3. Just underway here. In the second half, shot waiting for the snap from Ziders. Gets it. Gets it to Khan. Khan into the secondary. Spins out of a tackle. And that's what we get from Joe Khan as he's able to take it out for about an eight yard pickup. It'll be a second down and two as he's just short of the
2: 48 yard line for the Seals. That was a tough run by Joe Khan. A man run there. Just tough as can be, spinning. When he spins, it's it's not even that it's a super fast spin. It's a super strong spin. It's got leverage to it. People bounce off of it. Very tough run from Joe Conn. Second down and short for the Seals. They lead 17 to 3
1: their first offense possession in second half Conn gets the call again spins out of two guys still going into Jersey Shore territory to the 49-yard line and that
2: continuous effort with the help block from Metzger and Kantz, and he picks up the first down for the Seals Again another tough run we can do Sean Carey's favorite call mama there goes that man that's, that's uh, Joe Kahn there, just tough running, knocking guys over again, does a spin move, a guy bounces off of it. Just a hard worker in the gym, in the weight room, and it, and it shows in the way he runs. First down and 10 for the Seals as they move it into
1: Jersey Shore territory. Quick throw out for Nylon over his head, and it's going to be incomplete. It'll be a second down and 10. Brian, last week we saw Sean make that pass, a difficult pass to make, and he'll learn as it goes, this time unable
2: to make that connection to the junior receiver, Nyland. Yeah, a little high there. Nyland tried to one-hand it in. But that's not an easy throw. We did see it. He did complete it perfectly last week, though, in Lewisburg. Same exact play. So
1: it's going to be a second down and 10 for the Seals. Shock takes the snap. It's going to give it to Con again. Spins out of the tackle. Able to get to the 45. Pulls his way inside the 45. And Earl will mark it look like Toom up to make the tackle. We're assuming that's Toom wearing 36 came in wearing 45 We haven't seen 45 involved in the game, so we're gonna say that's toom. But he came up to try to make the stop but Khan Was able to pull his way to the 30 Excuse me the 42 yard line third down and short for the seals leading 17 to 3 a lot of movement up front and there's gonna be a flag on the play The offensive line for the Seals Grove Seals. The right tackle is Klein, The guard is Ryan Ahmet. The center is Ziders, The left guard is number 53, and that is Everett Thomas. And Micaiah Showers is the left tackle. The wide receivers, Swineford, Kant, Nyland. The tight end is Metzger. Kahn in the backfield along with Schock. Following the penalty, it's now third down and seven. Shock drops back, looking left, gets rid of it. Swiper tiptoes out of the sidelines at the 33-yard line. Shock took another big hit, but made the release. Swyford points to his freshman quarterback, looking to get a high five from him, telling him a great pass. First down pickup for the
2: Seals all the way to the Jersey Shore 33-yard line. And as a former receiver, I pointed to the QB before even Swineford did because he took a hit, but he delivered the throw. He knew it was coming, and he, he just focused on getting the ball there. That was a beautiful pass play. First down and 10
1: for the Seals, leading 17-3. Khan gets the call. Little room up front, swallowed up rather quickly. First guy in there was number 33, Seacrest. But Tome was able to finish him off after Khan was able to pick up a yard second down and nine as Seals Grove now picking up the pace here offensively. 9.25 to go in the third, 17 17-3 lead for the Seals. Shot fakes it this time. gets some pressure, rolls to his right. Gonna grab round the helmet and take it to the turf back at the 42 yard line. So a sack on the play, a big loss on the play that time for the Seals' offense as Shock never had a shot that time but the Jersey Shore defense
2: in there as soon as he got the snap. Yeah, just too much pressure, too quick, guys all over the place, and uh, Shock showing a little bit of strength there. Looked like he might break out of it, but he did get taken down. He didn't even have time just to even throw it away. Scramble, throw it away. It was immediate pressure. So now it's, a, now it's a third down and 17 outside
1: of the 41-yard line for the Seals in Jersey Shore territory. they got to get all the way down to the 24-yard line to pick up a first down. Going to throw the screen to Kahn. He's got some
2: room in front of him. Gets a good block by Zayner. He's at to 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seals, Grove Seals. That was a great play. Jersey Shore has been bringing the pressure. Good call from Coach Pope there to run the screen play. A little bit high, but Joe Kahn... Showing athleticism and strength in the air. Grabs it and just darts downfield. Joe also did a great job of setting up a block there. To Ziders. Get that, yeah, Ziders. He had to slow down a little bit, let Ziders get out in front. And Ziders did his job and set the touchdown block there. And Joe Kahn just showed some speed, found himself in the end zone. Roll will attempt the extra points. Been perfect on the season here. will get the hold
1: from four to snap from Kance trying to add the extra point here trying to push the lead out to 24 to 3 these extra points have been interesting another flag thrown here the cons able to make the reception with 8:30 to go here in the third period and again got a good block good patience you talk about patient runners he made the catch wait for his block Siders got out there, blew the one guy who looked like he was going to have a chance at him. And, boy, Khan showed some afterburners. He's able to take it down the left sideline for the touchdown for the Seals. And so Rule will set this one up again, following the penalty, half the distance to the goal for the Seals. Got some movement again. Rule kicks it up. The line drive did he get through, and it did. <laughs> 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 Whoa, barely. <laughs> <laughs> so the Seals grow Seals. Able to take the ball down the field on a nine-play, 60-yard drive, covering two minutes and 25 seconds. Con finish off with a 41-yard touchdown reception screen pass from Schock. As Schock gets his fourth touchdown of his career, Kahn gets his first of the season, making the reception, taking it up the sideline. Again, completing a nine-play drive for the Seals Grove Seals. The extra point good by Rule that's the
2: sealers grow forward drive summary and just what a big what a big drive for seals Grove! Yep. just continuing the success they had as they ended the, the first half and they're doing it throwing the ball too i mean this is a team that was slated to be completely different style of offense we were told we were going to see run 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 ease the quarterback situation in whether they were going to go with the sophomore or the freshman and uh not so i mean we're starting to see a lot of passing in there and listen, teams are going to pack it in and try and stop Con and Nate Schoen in the running game. And 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 Danny Schock's going to have to be able to pass the ball. And he's showing us tonight he can do that. a line drive to
1: Malicki at the 9. He turns it up to the 20. Trying to get between the hash. Returns to the right side. Now he's between the hash. Makes a man miss at the 30. Still going. Swipe for able to chase him from behind. Metzger involved in the stop as well. Ball returned outside to 30. Looks like they'll spot it to 33 yard line. Seals Grove now leading 24 to three. Eight twenty to go in the third period. Jersey Shore lone points come on a 38 yard field goal by Griffin, and that came with 134 to go in the first half. Now the Seals Grove defense will pin it back and try to get to Lorson, who's in the shotgun formation. He's going to give the ball to Malicki on the inside handoff. Makes a man miss in the backfield, but Zayder's got him to slow down just enough. And he'll finish off by Kahn, but also get credit to Gavin Carroll
2: on the stop as well. Ball back to the original line of scrimmage. It'll be a second down and 10 for the Bulldogs. Right now, they're not going to run to Zayder's side. He's getting so much penetration. Now, Zider's side is a strong side, but I'd be surprised if they go in that direction. Lorsen looking down the right sideline, a lot of time. Now he's going to take off and run. Makes a man shape for miss. Nyland
1: able to get to him at the 40 as Lorsen will fall forward. Schoen got involved in the stop there. It also showers for the Seals, but a good pickup by Lorsen to take it to third and short as he's able to get outside of his own 40 yard line to the 41 yard line. See Hollenbach in the game as the right corner position. The safety is Hoover lorson looking to his left under some pressure gets rid of it he's going to find a man but it's going to be behind the line of scrimmage nope they're going to call it incomplete it would not have been a gain there a long throw for lorson
2: to the sidelines falls incomplete it'll be a fourth down play here for the bulldogs and and that that was not a tight spiral pass and that's because ziders again just blowing by his man gets his hands up like his coach and he did he got a hand on that ball i can see my binoculars there hands up tipped it ball wobbled in the air made it float little had to come back on the ball even if he catches it it wasn't going to be a first down peacock will kick this one away good high
1: kick Nylon's going to call a fair catch at the 22 let it hit the turf as it goes out of bounds so seals Grove, decent field position to start this possession they need they lead 24 to 3 with 7 10 to go here in the third see this offensive line that is growing in front of us when you talk about micaiah showers and Ziders. Also, Amit in there. The other two guys is Maul, and Derek Hicks talked about him as well, getting involved in this. And as well out there is Nick Klein across the offensive line as they continue to try to sure things up and give Shuck his time he needs as he's been able to torch this defense of the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. He's in the shotgun to start this possession. First down and 10 at their own 24-yard line. Snap goes right to Con. Not sure it was supposed to. Khan steps over defender, takes another defender, is able to take it out to the 29-yard line. Right, looked like a bad snap as Shock went to grab it, but it went right into Khan's gut,
2: and he made the most of it. Hey, it worked. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that wasn't a mistake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no mistake. Whatever it was, it worked. It was five <laughs> yards for Con. So, well done.
1: <laughs> Second down and five for the Seals five receivers to each side two backs in the backfield shown and con all set to sides of Shuck Shuck gives it to con off the right side showing some pacing pulls over a defender takes it to the 31 yard line and now there's going to be a flag on the play as the official looks towards nate shown when he threw the flag they'll talk this one over get a chance to Get you caught up on some other things going on a part of Sunbury Broadcasting as the Nittany Lions start the 2018 season tomorrow, hosting Appalachian State Tailgate Show at 2 o'clock, kickoff 330 with Steve Jones, Jack Cam, Roger Corey, and Derek Williams on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com and the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. And this penalty will go against the Seals Grove Seals. One thing the coaches talked about was they need this emotion to be settled down. You don't want to get caught up in the yelling and screaming and all the extracurricular activities they're detrimental to your offense as you're trying to establish stuff
2: yeah the second and five is now turned into a third and 23 with that penalty that's that's big time third and 23
1: with the penalty a drive the ball inside the 20 all the way down close to the 15-yard line for the seals the market at the 16-yard line two wide receivers split to the left one to the right Lone back in the backfield will be Nate Schoen on this third down. williams as they go with a quick draw to Nate Schoen and see if he can't pick up some yardage here to get them out of the shadow of their own end zone. 6.25 to go here in the third. to 24-3 lead for the Seelands Grove Seals. Chuck waiting for the snap from Ziders. Got some movement up front. Three guys for the Bulldogs jumped and see if it is a penalty against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs down marker man is moving five yards up so
2: good hard count there good hard count to get three guys to jump you're yeah. doing a pretty nice job yep i didn't see anybody move on Seals grove offensive line there and we know i don't get that wrong so had to be against jersey shore and it was see told you check out our facebook
1: page Seals grove seals on eagle 107s all seals all the time We do trivia questions on tuesday throwback thursday gets you all ready for the next opponent of the Seals grove seals Shock drops back, looking, he's got some time, gets rid of it. He's able to find Nyland, nothing there. It's going to be hit, taken down immediately, even though he's able to drag a defender to the 25-yard line, well short of a first down, to Bring Metzger out to do the punting chores for
2: the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, just good, though, to get a little more space, give some more room for Metzger to punt the ball and uh, use some clock. The clock is running now. It's not uh, Jersey Shore's friend uh, as that clock runs right now at the five-and-a-half-minute mark here in the third quarter. See Travis Meckley on the punt team for the Seals. Grove Seals jog out on the field.
1: Metzger gets a good snap under some pressure, gets it away. Good punt. Peacock will call for another fair catch at his own 41-yard line. Yard line. Not sure he needed a fair catch there, but awesome. <laughs> to me, it's a sign of being worn down. Uh, yeah, that is. I, mean, I agree. They have worn these guys down, and we talked about it, and our stat man brings it up, too, in some of our game notes, talking about guys going both ways. Jersey Shore runs into the same thing. Guys are going both ways. It's difficult to be able to deal with that, and we're seeing the wear down factor in Seals Grove, able to get more guys on the field, so you hope that they're a bit better more fresh as the game goes along. They lead twenty-four to three with five twenty-three to go here in the third. Jersey short takes over first down at ten from their own forty-two yard line. is going to throw a quick throw out. It looks like it could be a lateral. Pick the ball up, Swineford, and take it down the field. But they called it incomplete. Boy, oh
2: boy, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that. And you know there wasn't a whistle initially, so. Mm you got to pick that up. I think, actually, if Seals Grove would have played it as it was a fumble, I think they would have let that go. Larson I think that would have been a defensive touchdown. Yeah,
1: because Larson was throwing it to his receiver coming out of backfield. looked like he threw it behind him, which would be a lateral, but it's not called that way. Toome gets the call, runs into a wall, and he's going to go down there. Everett Thomas, 53 you know, on the stop. Showers as well for the Seals. So it's back to the original line of scrimmage. third down, and Ryan, the up-tempo.
2: It's slow just
1: a bit for the Georgia yeah, short Yeah, it's not the same
2: uh, hype they had early on where they just kept jumping back to the line of scrimmage. Trips to the
1: left, and that's where Lorson's looking. Looking over the middle, in and out of the hands of his receiver. Tegan Hoover makes the hit. It was intended for Seacrest. He's unable to make the connection. This safety, Hoover, he's been thrown into the lineup tonight, and, boy, he's right there. Perfect timing. Knocked the ball away. It's a fourth down
2: and 10 for the Bulldogs. I, I can tell you something, Pat. I, I do defensive stats the best I can in game. I've been doing it for probably eight of the 10 years that uh, we've been covering Steelersville football. You don't get a lot of batted down passes in a high school football game. Teague Hoover already has four tonight in his first start as a freshman. And he does a great job
1: forcing the Bulldogs to punt it away. Peacock does the punting too. And boy, he's just, he's dragging. You know, he's dragging, getting back up to the line of scrimmage. Seals Grove take over first down and ten with good field position. They lead 24-3, 445 to go here in the third. Next week, we'll travel to Elysburg as the Seals Grove Seals will take on the Southern Columbia Tigers. All the action can be here on Eagle on uh Eagle 107 and Eagle 107.com. Starting with the SEALs game day at six o'clock. Derek Kicks, we check in with him at 6.30, followed by the 7 o'clock kickoff again, all right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Three wide receivers in the formation for Shuck. He's going to get the handoff to Schoen, trying to bounce it to the outside. Drags the defender to the 30-yard line. He ran under the tackle as Shower was able to take care of O'Connor, the leading tackler for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And Schoen ran up underneath him for the one-yard pickup. It'll be second down
2: and nine for the Seals. Yeah, delayed handoff there, and then Schoen tries to get outside the edge, breaks down the defender a little bit and sees nothing's opening up, so he just pals through and picks up a yard, almost two yards on the play. So second down and
1: nine. Now in lineup with two wide receivers split to the right. Con the low back in the backfield, shot looking to throw it. A slant to swiper He goes down, makes the catch at the 45-yard line. Enough for Seals to grow first down. Swineford grew up a week ago into the role as the leading receiver for the Seals Grove Seals and boy he shows an ability to go down and make a big catch moves the chains and a first down at the 45
2: yard line and honestly not a great pass there from Danny Schock I mean maybe it was just too wide open but if he would have hit him in stride that could have been one taken to the house up the gut but great job by Swinford just to get low and grab it down at his feet and then pick up the first down. It does pick up a first down. Now Swinford splits to the left. Two backs in the
1: backfield along with freshman quarterback Danny Schock. This is going to go to Schoen. Straight up the middle, pulls a guy to the 49-yard line. He'll pick up a four, finding some holes and some creases there for this running game as Khan has picked up some – Good runs, and that time it was Nate Schoen getting four yards, and you like that. Four yards on first down, makes it a second down and six for the
2: Seals. 80-24-3. And it it was almost five yards. I mean, it's closer to midfield there, but they do have a mark second down and six, but it's about five and a half yards needed for the first down. Tough run by Nate Schoen. Just short of midfield. This is going
1: to go to Kahn, doing his spinning move right at midfield. He'll be lucky to get back to the little, the original line of scrimmage, maybe a half yard there. Yeah, I think they're going to give him a half.
2: So a right at midfield now.
1: Now we'll call it a second and five for the Seals, a second five and medium, very manageable. Third and five. Third and Excuse five. me, third and five with <laughs> Metzger checking into the game. Tight end. Who's been a tight end? He's found some big openings in the middle of the field. Let's see if they try to go back to him as he'll line up on the right side as the tight end. In the slide on the left is Nyland. Swineford far to the left, standing right on the zero of the 50-yard line. Schock dropped back. Looking over the middle for Metzger. It's picked off. Picked off by Toom, taking it back the other way. And he's going to take it inside. Excuse me, not Toom, That's Maliki as he's able to take it into Seals Grove territory. Read that one all the way as Shock was looking to get it to Metzger. We talked about that. But good play defensively by the Bulldog linebacker is able to give some life to the Bulldogs' offense, as we'll have it to Seals Grove. Seals,
2: 36-yard line, first down and 10. Just not an accurate pass there, just too far out in front. Did have a man in the middle of the field, but just too far out in front of him, and it went right to the Jersey Shore defender. Second pick thrown by Shock on the season, his first tonight.
1: Long count by Lorson, turns, gives it to Tomb, runs into a wall, and sh-
2: and Cod took it right away. He's taking it the other way.
1: What are now you blowing blow dead?
2: dead? He was never down. Ball in his hand. I mean, the confusion. Balls. Balls.
1: Balls. Balls. No, they're going to say it seals Grove ball, but that Con was down. He stripped it from Tomb, spun out. Looked like he was on the back of a Seals Grove defender. Maybe never down, but they are going to give credit. Am I reading this right? I think. Maybe they're, not they're throwing a Sealers Grove football into the mix here yeah. to put it at the
2: 35-yard line, and it is a Sealers Grove first down. Well, they got half of that right, but Joe Con was never down. He was laying on a Jersey Shore defender, face up, knees were up, no forearm down, and he took off. So Sealers Grove
1: gets the ball back immediately after the interception, and they'll have it first down at ten from their own 35-yard line. Let's act like that never happened. Chuck turns, fakes it to Con, rolling back, under some pressure, looking over the middle for Nyland, makes the catch, drags the defender into Jersey Shore territory all the way down to the 45-yard line. On the stop is Guthrie, but Nyland makes the big catch going over the middle for
2: the Seals, first down for the Seals, Grove Seals. And it's a route that they ran to Swineford and that Shock was off on, and they also just threw it right after Shock threw an interception, going right back to their quarterback. It's one of those things when you fall off your bike, you got to get right back on it, and, and this way you get it out of your head and you get rid of the fear. That time it was a perfect throw to an Island. One fifty to go in the third, twenty four to three lead for the Seals.
1: Long count by Shock gives it to Kahn. Con trying to drag a defender to get to the line of scrimmage. He will, but all just by brute strength, because he had three defenders on him led by o'connor and also involved in the stop number 42. don't have a 42 in front of me on my roster but 42 involved in the stop as well for the bulldogs so to be a second down and 10 for the Seals grove seals 120 to go into third they lead 24 to three all Seals grove points have been to this side of the field they're trying to get another one here late in the third Two wide receivers splits to the right. That's where Shock's living. Throw it over the middle, looking for Nyland. In and out of his hands, falls incomplete. It'll be
2: a third down and 10. Well, incompletion there for Shock. It did hit the hands of the receiver. That was a tough, uh, tough throw and catch. But Shock over 270 yards passing in this game. And Nyland over 100 yards now receiving. So. Both those guys having big games, finding a good connection. Swineford continuing his good connection. Tight end Metzger finding connections with the young quarterback. Things are starting to come together for the Seals Grove offense. They're going to split two to the right on this third down and
1: ten play. Chuck under pressure, gets rid of it. Nyland wide open at the 33-yard line. Going to get inside the 30, down close to the 25-yard line, which would be enough for a Sealers Grove first down. There's a flag on the play all the way back where Shock went to throw it and they're going to say roughing the passer against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs but Seals Grove gets the first down on a zip pass by Shock to Swineford Swineford again to take it all the way inside the 30-yard line and Seals Grove will
2: move the chains plus the penalty Swineford over 100 yards now in the game receiving so we have two receivers with over 100 yards in this game. How good are you at your past stats? I can pull it all out and take a look at it. here. One thing I can tell you, in Leiby's (laughs) second start
1: against Mifflinburg, he was 8-9 for for 145 yards and a touchdown in a 42-7 win over the Mifflinburg Wildcats. So we saw the break for him. Easy stat. You had that
2: prep before the game. Give me the last time we had two receivers over 100.
1: Uh, It was uh, at the end of last year. It was... um, you know, you know, probably cope and in, uh, inch
2: at some yeah, point. Yeah, I, w- I would imagine. <laughs> but it gave me the game.
1: <laughs> I formation bet- behind Chuck. Wide receiver to the right is Nyland. Long count. Gives it to the fullback. Shown. Ten. pull his way to the five.
2: Touchdown Steelers Grove Seals. Yeah, you're passing the ball. You're having finesse. Your young quarterback's making things happen. And then all of a sudden you hit the defense with the train and Nate Schoen, and he bullies his way into the end zone. Seals Grove pulling away.
1: He gets his second touchdown of the season, his first tonight for the Seals Grove rushing attack. He's able to take it into the end zone for the score as Rule will jog out and attempt the extra point here. Again, it'll be off of the Brett for hold and the Christian can't snap, trying to increase the lead to 31-3 with just 35 seconds to go here in the third period. Snap is good, the hold's good, the kick is up, line drive, and it's up through the upright and good. So Seals Grove takes a 31-3 lead with 35 seconds to go here in the third period. Ryan, all the points for Seals Grove been scored to our left end zone. Whether it's been touchdown passes, touchdown or field goals, it hasn't mattered. Sealens Grove races out to a 31-3 lead and continues to answer that field goal that the Jersey Shore Bulldogs had way back in the first half with 131 to go in the first half, and it's all Sealands Grove since then. Again, they now lead 31-3, which is 35 seconds to go here in the third period Schoen's touchdown completes a five-play only a five-play drive this time 65 yards covering one minute and 45 seconds 13-yard Touchdown run by Nate Schoen. the extra point good. That's the seal and grow for drive summary Rule continues to be perfect so the exchange from the snap of cants to the hold of four and the kick by Rule have been perfect on the season, and that's huge. And, Ryan, like you talk about, sometimes overlooked on the high school level, but not by the Seals Grove Seals. Short kick this time. It's going to bounce in front of Malicki. He's going to go pick it up at the 15, reverses his field. Straight up, he's got room. Heimbach will get him from behind and take him down. Khan also was going to come up to help, but it was – Hollenbach, excuse me, that made to stop that time, but Maliki able to pick it off the turf, race out beyond the 35-yard line, out to the 38-yard line. Jersey Shore will take over first down and 10, trailing 31-3 with 28 seconds to go here
2: in the third period. And now it's just about the defense coming out and doing their job, stopping everything here, minimal gains, don't give up the big play. Because right now, if you for- force Jersey Shore in a nickel dime drives, they've got zero chance of getting back in this game. Worst thing you do is give up a couple big plays here in a couple drives, let them get some quick scores. Larson's going to roll to his left, gets rid of it, looking for his
1: man out there, falls incomplete. The intended receiver again for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs was number 32, that's Guthrie, but no chance there. Good coverage defensively. Jersey Shore second down and 10. They have it at their own. 38-yard line. Jersey Shore again. Not the same pace they had in that first half. As Lorison will get the shotgun. Design keeper takes off running. He's got some room beyond the 40. Trying to stretch it to the 45. He will. Is that Nate showing in on yeah. the stop? Nate showing in on the tackle there. Makes a stop after about a 7-yard pickup. it a third down and 3-4. The jersey shore bulldogs
2: yeah lorson struggling right now oh for his last six passes great stat there from our stat guy zach and and uh, jersey shores are starting to struggle well that
1: ends the third period seals grove will move to the fourth quarter leading 31 to 3 over the jersey shore bulldogs let's take it to the fourth quarter this is seals grove football presented by Seals grove four on eagle 107.com
3: Hi, I'm Jace Brandt. When my father, Ryan Brandt, isn't calling Sealand's Girl Football Games, this company, Alpha Electrical Contractors, can serve your electrical needs. Alpha Electrical can wire your dream home, build a new service for your upgrade, or fix that flickering light. Alpha Electrical will even hang your flat-screen TV for nearly half the price the department stores charge. No job too big or small, Alpha Electrical will do it all.
4: Call Alpha Electrical at 570-898-3099. Eagle 107, Sean Carey in studio, checking our Aubrey Alexander-Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. Third quarter, Central Columbia shutting out Schick 13-0 on WKOK. On 100.9, the Valley in the third, Lewisburg crushing Central Mountain 48-0. Wild game early third quarter, Loyal Sock leads Danville 27-26, and third quarter, Southern Columbia shutting out Mount Carmel 27-0. Scores updated all night long at Eagle107.com.
1: Eagle107.com. As Larson takes the snap, got pressure in the backfield, Try to take off, not going to be able to get only maybe back to the original line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. Red shirts all over. One guy for the Seals, slow to get off the turf, and that's Showers for the Seals, trying to get some help, but he's going to come to the sideline. So checking into the game will be Metzger number 21 for Micaiah Showers. Fourth down, Georgia Shore will go for it here. Rolling to the right is Lorson, under some pressure, gets rid of it. it has got a man, makes the catch, and he'll get it at midfield. Ryan almond on the stop, also helping out on the far side was Hoover, but it's enough for a first down right at midfield, so they'll move the change with the Bulldogs trailing here in the just start of the fourth quarter, 31-3 to the Sealers Grove Seals. Larson drops back there'll be a flag on the play we'll give a chance to remind you we're looking for a candidate for the Dam health center backbreaker play of the game boy we had a few of those in that third period as and grove has increased their lead to 31-3 again and at the end during our post game show we'll announce the service electric post game show all part of the service electric post game show so they will mark it back at the Jersey Shore 45-yard line. So it'll be a first down and 15 for the Bulldogs. Two wide receivers will split far to the left, making a trips to the left for Larson. He's in the shotgun formation, takes the snap. Looking over the middle, and a slant to Peacock. In and out of his hands, falls incomplete. Beckley out on the coverage there. Also the linebacker, Omit, on the coverage. But looked like he had Peacock on the slant there, deep slant. But unable to make connection, falls incomplete. It'll be a second down and 15 for the Dogs.
2: Not bad coverage there at all. Ball was thrown a little bit behind, but give credit to uh, Meckley there. Good coverage, and the defense are getting some pressure and rushing that pass.
1: Ball sits at the Jersey Shore, 45-yard line. They have the ball, second down and 15. Larson drops back, going to throw it to Malecki. Hit immediately as he threw it to his back shoulder. Ziders in on the stop for the Seals Grove defense and also Kahn involved in the stop as well. Another loss on the play there. Now it's going to be a third down and forever for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs.
2: Yeah, and I like what Con did there. Con actually let him catch the ball and then tackled him, because then you get the loss. He could have blown it up, made an incompletion, but he wanted to get the loss there.
1: Schaefer on the pressure, and he's going to get to Larson and upend him. Larson able to fall forward to the original line of scrimmage, which is short of the 40-yard line at the 39-yard line. So it's going to be a fourth down now, fourth and 22. 10 minutes to go
2: here in the ball game. Seals Grove leading 31 at the three. That's good job by this defense, forcing Jersey Shore into a fourth and 22. And it's just not even a play you're going to go for a fourth down. They're definitely going to punt here. Peacock will punt this one away.
1: That'll be a line drive kick taken by Con, looking for a block. Lots of yellow shirts or yellow jerseys. Excuse me, white jerseys in front of him. Con reverses its field and able to make a positive play out of it. He was all the way back at the 30-yard line, spun and will take it out to the 40-yard line. Seals Grove will take over first down at 10 from their 40-yard line, leading 31 to three. Hey, coming up after the game, we'll have interviews with the hip man Derek Hicks, also with the players, and it's all part of the Service Electric Post Game Show right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
2: And this is where, you know, Seals Group can continue to work. I mean, th- they're going to have a big, big game next week against Southern Columbia at Southern Columbia. That is a stacked team. They've got division one athletes all over the place they got depth they're physical they're experienced and uh, this is a young Seals Grove team that needs to keep getting these reps quick throw that time
1: flag on the play so officials will talk this one over be able to remind you that um, tonight after the game join sean carey for scores highlights from tonight's game including the alpha electric electrifying call of the week that's coming up during seals game night with sean carey here on Eagle 107 and
2: Eagle107.com, and you want to listen anyways. It's a great post-game show. You get highlights from all the local games. You get highlights from the Seals Grove game, and uh, you get even just more insight to the game tonight and everything going around. Kind of breaks things down. And then, if you stay up late enough, you do get that Alpha Electrical uh, electrifying call of the game. I think it's a great segment. It leaves just suspense-filled as you wait to hear who.
1: You know, what call gets the and it's not necessarily just from this game, it can be from any of the games covered by Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation, whether it's from the Chicolimi game, Lewisburg game, Lewisburg all over Central Mountain. The last we heard, and Sealsgrove leading here. Thirty-one to three with nine twenty-two to go here in the ball game, but Sealsgrove faced with a second down and eleven with wide receivers to each side split far to the right this time number 16 for the seals and that is connor grove but a handoff this time is going to go to hollenbach he's got some room into the secondary spins able to take it into sealers grove territory It's going to be a flag on the play a late flag thrown as dean hollenbach was able to pick up the first down but we're going to get a holding call and it's going to go against the sealers grove seals negate a good run by dean hollenbach that would have been enough for a first down in the jersey shore territory but It's going to be called back here on a holding call against the Seals
2: Grove Seals. And Dean Hollenbach had a nice scrimmage uh, this year, had some very nice, tough runs. And uh, another kid that I've seen uh, up close and personal in youth football, uh, he's he's a good athlete, very tough. Even as a young, young kid, he played very physical. And you can see the way he runs the ball there. He's the same way, tough running. Uh, Seals Grove can really punch you in the mouth with their running backs. Second down
1: and 15 following the penalty against the Seals Grove offense. They have it at their own 35-yard line, leading 31-3 with 8.52 to go here in the ball game. A lot of movement and jumping up front. And we're privileged to be able to give you scores, and uh, they're from uh, brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota. We call it our out-of-town scoreboard. And we get opportunity at different times, sending it back to Sean and keeps you updated on all games going around the Valley. You talk about a great post-game show and then a great game night as well, but uh, not many do it the way we do, keeping you updated on everything going on around the Valley. And, again, we appreciate the sponsorship of the Out-of-Town Scoreboard by Aubrey Alexander-Toyota. Second down and long for the Seals. Shotgun gives it to Hollenbach again, trying to go off to the left, bouncing off a couple tackles, still spinning, He's going to be able to work himself to the 29-yard line. Could have been a loss of three or four, but he's able to spin it. Still loss on the play, though, so it's going to bring up a third down and very long for this Yellow Grove Seals, leading 31-3 with 8.15 to go in the ballgame. The Bucknell Bison start their season tomorrow here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. So it's going to be a third down and long for the Sealings Grove Seals. Goes to Hollenbach again. Nothing there. But we've had a lot of big time plays here offensively for the Sealings Grove Seals. And as we talk about, we look for candidates for the Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Boy, we got a few candidates, but you want to stick around for our post-game show, and we'll do just that. We'll announce the backbreaker play of the game. Brought to you by Dam Health Center. But no big plays on that one, no candidates on that offensive possession. Seals Grove now will have to punt it away as there's some personnel issues here. Metzger calling for guys to come out. And finally, they're going to get the final guy to come out. They have one second left on the play clock, and they're going to call a timeout here to avoid a five-yard walk-off. Metzger was looking for personnel. And speaking of that, during this timeout, why don't we do just that? We'll send it back to Sean, get some updated including our tough game of the week the Danville Loyal Sock game. Sean, take it away. All right, Pat, thanks
4: very much. Yeah, the Danville Loyal Sock game absolutely nuts tonight. Third quarter, Loyal Sock has taken the lead, 34-33 over Danville. Again, that is in the third. Currently on WKOK, early fourth quarter, Central Columbia shutting out Shikalemi 13 to nothing. Max Moyers with 5 touchdowns tonight for Lewisburg. They're blanking Central Mountain late third, 48 to nothing. Another shutout, Berwick 29-0 over Pittston in the third. Blue Mountain 21-0 over Midwest in the third. Also in the third quarter, Southern Columbia leading Mount Carmel in the Silver Bowl 34-7. And Milton early fourth quarter leading Warrior Run 20-7. No Phil Davis in that game tonight for Milton. Scores updated all night, all night long at Eagle107.com. Now back to Pat and Ryan in Seawansgrove. Grove. Guys.
1: Thank you, Sean. Following the timeout, Metzger will drop back. He has the right personnel now, and he'll punt this one away. And this is going to be a shank punt this time. Takes a decent roll for Seals Grove, and why the young man jumped in. That's Showers, Isaiah Showers, jumped in, and the ball looked like it was going to roll into Jersey Shore territory. <laughs> a great story. bounce, <laughs> <It's a> great <laughs> bounce. But, uh, Maybe he
2: got spun around. He thought he was facing the other way. Oh, one. he's gonna get—he'll <laughs> get a chit chat yeah, here. He's right Kicks now, getting talked. What are you
1: him. doing? Gotta <laughs> let that thing go. This is Seals Grove football on WGH Northumberland, Seals Grove had a fun time tonight covering this game. Seals Grove looking to get their first win of the season. They lead thirty-one-three. They needed this desperately, not only to build confidence, but to bounce back from a ten-point loss a week ago to Lewisburg. But also, it's a Hack one matchup. Seals Grove back-to-back half one matchups in week one and two this time the pass is thrown from lorson to his intended receiver makes the catch spins he's got about eight on the catch that time his receiver who made the catch number 81 and that's Weslin. he's able to make the catch hoover on the stop nine yard pickup second down and one for the bulldogs lorson stays in the shotgun with trips to the right turns gives it alone back in the backfield he's hitting the backfield Falling forward as that's Everett Thomason on the stop, but enough for a first down for the Bulldogs. They'll stop the clock as they preset the chain. 6.33 going the game, 31-3. to 3. Ryan, we can always say the first game on the new resurfaced Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field victory for the Seals here tonight. That's a future trivia question. Lorson turns. He's going to run. He'll be hit by Metzger, spun, and then finished off. Ryan Allman in on the stop, but also Coy Bastion comes in and makes the stop. Koy Bastion playing more of a strong safety coming up, playing that extra linebacker position, and he's done well here for the Seals Grove Seals. Everett Thomas, too, in on that. Larson's going to keep it this time. He's trying to stretch it for a first down close to the markers. Depending on the spot here, they're going to say it's a first down. As the official comes up and tells the chain guys to move the chains, now this becomes about just an ego thing. Keep them out of the end zone, uh-huh. trying not to give up touchdown on the night. The only scoring for Jersey Shore, Griffin, on a 38-yard field goal right now threatening for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. 5.40 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 31-3. Underneath, wide open receiver makes a catch at the 15. Inside the 10-5 touchdown for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs.
2: Well, everyone, that's Pat O'Brien's fault because he just jinxed it by bringing that up. Is that the broadcaster's jinx? Gee, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Give credit. There's a one-handed catch there. Hold it in. Turned up field. Made a nice move. Used the block well. And uh, Jersey Shore finds himself in the end zone for the first time tonight. Last time they scored, they kicked that field goal to make it a single possession game at 10-3, and from that point on, it was all Sealand's Grove, so uh, Jersey Shore does find themselves though, scoring late in this game, five and a half to go. Schaefer made the catch, got up the sidelines, and able
1: to take it in for the touchdown for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Griffin able to add on the extra point, so cutting the Sealand's Grove lead to 31-10 with 35 to go in the game, and... Opportunity here Ryan be able to run the ball use some clock maybe get a possession together and possibly put more points on the board But the main emphasis is going to be about using clock trying to use the rest of this 535 and give Seals Grove their first win of 2018 which would be a confidence builder you mentioned next week they have to take on the Southern Columbia Tigers As they're beating Mount Carmel tonight They'll be a 2-0 oh. Seals Grove looking to finish this one off improve the 1-1 one one, setting up the match next week between the Tigers and the Seals Grove Seals. So a 27-yard reception by Schaefer, finished off a five-play drive covering 49 yards. Took one minute and 30 seconds for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. The extra point good by Griffin, and Seals Grove now leads 31-10. That's the Seals Grove four drive summary what a third quarter it was for Sealens grove what a end of a second quarter for Sealens grove as they increase their lead lead to 17 to 3 at halftime they put back-to-back touchdowns con and shown both guys getting their second touchdowns of the season the first of the night for both those guys one side kick con makes the catch quickly gets down on the turf to secure the ball good field position here for the Sealens grove seals as they'll take over, first down and 10. Ryan, obviously a lot to be impressed with. And uh, one thing that we talk about all the time, and also shutting down a running game um, by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, the, the Seals Grove defense.
2: Yeah, I mean, two weeks in a row. And then you heard the guy that Seals Grove held last week, Lewisburg, and Max Moyer, he held him to 37 yards. He's got five TDs tonight. So that just uh, is even more impressive uh, when you look back on that and the capability that guy had in the way Seals Grove held him to basically you no know, impact in the game. They did it again tonight here against Jersey Shore.
1: Two Ivers split to the left. Handoff goes to the lone back in the backfield. That Showers. Izzy Showers, as they called. And he's able to take it into Jersey Shore territory after a, what do you call it, a four-yard pickup for Showers. to Set up a second down and about 6-5-12 to go in the game. Seals Grove leading 31-10 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Showers will stay in the backfield along with Shuck. Excuse me, Shuck. Two wide receivers split to the left, one to the right he gets the call again, finds some room, second level, short of a first down, but takes it inside of the 30, excuse me, 45-yard line to the 44-yard line. Seals Grove will continue to try to move the chains, keeps the clock moving.
2: Now it's just that's the game right now. Try and pick up first downs chunk by chunk, stay healthy here, get this clock to run out and celebrate your victory and prepare for next week. That's, that's the goal right now for the Seals Grove offense good
1: home victory for the sealants grove seals adjustments made from week one to week two paid off for the seals offense defense continue to be strong showers gets the call off the left side getting some push by that offensive line it looks like you'd be close for the first down marker they got enough there huge as they'll move the chains he got enough for a seals Grove first down and they'll move the chains and once they're set the clock will continue to run four oh eight to go in the game, Seals Grove leading 31-10 to 10 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs.
2: And Isaiah Showers had a touchdown as well in the scrimmage to start out this uh, season. So he had some nice-looking runs in the scrimmage, and they're doing a nice job right now.
1: Shows some explosiveness in that scrimmage and looking to do it here as Seals Grove looking to just keep the clock moving. Offensive line getting some work too, trying to get that push. Going to go to Showers again, tries to spin, nothing there. Trying to keep on his feet, dragging two defenders for about a avoid a three-yard loss. It's going to be about a two-yard loss after he's able to drag a couple guys defensively for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, one of them being two. So second down play here. Seals Grove will be in no big hurry here. 3-18 to go in the game. Kants and four split to the left. Number 19 split to the right. That is Scott Kissinger. Split to the right for the Seals on this long second down play. Hollenbach's going to get the call. Showing his speed into the second level. Short of the 40, 41-yard line. It'll be short of a first down. It'll be a third down and nine for the Seals. Clock will continue to run. 2.50 to go in the game. 31-10 lead for the Seals Grove Seals. This time, Kantz will go to the right. Two wide receivers will split to the left. Four will be in the slide on the left, over wrong with Kissinger. We think that they'll continue to run the ball here. Tight end is Hoover on the right side for the Seals. Stick around after the clock goes 0-0-0. We'll have the game show for you here on Eagle107, eagle107.com. Hollenbach gets the call again. Spins out a one tackle, but going to be met by a host of white shirts. He'll go down there. And now it'll be a fourth down and 11. You don't think Metzger will jog out of here and look to pin the Jersey Shore Bulldogs deeper in their own territory. Seals Grove look to get this win. Two minutes to go in the game, leading 31-10. Again, check out our Facebook page, Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. As we give you all Seals all the time here as we give you a trivia tuesday throwback thursday pictures stats get you built up and get ready for the next week's game peacock calls fair catches his own 15 yard line bulldogs will take over there, first down and ten but the seals grove seals leading 31 10 135 to go if we got new numbers in there we'll try to mention all of them too but look like they're going to stay with majority of the starters Giuseppe Ferraro, number 66, comes in at the right tackle position defensively for the Seals Grove Seals. Swineford still in at a corner. Meckley on the left corner. Hoover and bashing the safeties. Metzger, Wyatt Metzger is the linebacker along with Schaefer, Kahn, and Ryan Allman. 135 to go. Larsing throw it out here. For his intended receiver, they'll call it incomplete. That intended for Guthrie, but it falls incomplete. It'll be a second down and 10 for the Bulldogs. After tonight, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs have to take on Montoursville. Then they have Mount Carmel, Schick, Shemokin. (laughs) Nothing there that time by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. clock at 126 Hillsgrove gets the big victory here tonight. Confidence builder feeling good as Metzger's chasing Larson from behind. Schaefer involved as well. Do they get him the four momentum at the one yard line? They will to avoid the safety, but Metzger and Schaefer barreling down on Larson, who was rolling to his right. And fortunate that it was not a safety, but they did get to a big loss on the play. The defense continues to play well here in this ballgame. The only points given up is here in the fourth quarter. A 27-yard reception by Schaefer and a 38-yard field goal by Griffin. But other than that, it's been all Seals Grove from late in that first half through the third quarter. Peacock kicks this one away. It's going to bounce at the 35-yard line and roll to the 38-yard line spot down there by Schaefer. Schaefer on the punt cover team in the lone Bulldog to score tonight is Schaefer on that touchdown recession. Seals Grove, though, they'll take over first down and 10 with just 40 seconds to go. Seals Grove leading 31-10. Seals Grove led at halftime like they did a week ago where they led 14-13. Tonight, big third quarter, pushed the lead out to 31-3 at the end of the third And again, leading here, 31-10, as they'll go into victory formation, the best formation in football. As Shuck will get his first win as a quarterback of the Seals Grove Seals. As he'll take, depending on when they start the play clock, they do not start it, so they do not have to run another play if they don't choose to. Tonight supporting Jersey Shore and they're faithful as they have a Jersey Shore football player who's from critical conditions, donations here tonight. Thoughts with the Jersey Shore family, as they call it. Hashtag 20 strong for Leon. Number 20 for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Our thoughts are with them and the family. As this ball game comes to an end, the Sealers Grove Seals get their first victory in. 2018, they'll meet at, meet at midfield, traditional handshake. The Seals Grove win 31-10 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. We'll check out Ryan down on the field, see if he can snag Coach Derek Kicks. Get a quick interview with him. You want to stick around for the Service Electric post-game show for you? We'll give you all the stats from the ball game from our stat man Zach Showers. Also, we'll give you. Rundown of scores and highlights from other games going on around the valley. Interesting one in our our choice of the tough game of the week. We call it the Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week. The Loyal Sox Lancers and the Danville Ironman. Danville had gotten out to a lead, but as you heard Sean say, crazy game going on there. And boy, the Lancers had taken a lead 34 33. We'll have to see. We'll check in with Sean to get an updated score on that and also on the Chickalimmy game, Lewisburg up at Central Mountain in that game as well. Ryan down on the field, hopefully he's able to get over to Coach Derek Hicks, maybe get a word with Coach Hicks before he goes to talk to his team victorious here tonight over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Also stick around for the Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game during our post-game show. And of course, at the end of the night, you want to stick around for the Seals game night, as Sean will run down scores and highlights for you. Derek's going to chit-chat with his team. Now you get a chance to talk to him right now, so let's go to a break. Come back, get ready for the service electric cable postgame show here on Eagle107, Eagle107.com. This is Seals Grove Football, presented
11: by Seals Grove Ford. Blaze Alexander Ford is your premier Ford dealership on Route 45 in Lewisburg. Blaze Alexander Ford prides itself in offering the lowest price guaranteed on any new or used vehicle we have in stock. We currently have over $15 million of new and used inventory and over 500 vehicles to choose from. At Blaze Alexander Ford, you're always going to get the most for your trade-in and be treated the way you want to be treated after the sale. BlazeAlexanderFord.com, it's worth the drive to Route 45. Eagle 107. It's time for the Seals
0: post-game show, sponsored by Service Electric Cable Vision. Once again, here are Pen O'Brien
1: and Ryan Brandt. As Coach Derek Hicks huddles up with this team. Victorious tonight with the win over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 31-10. A rundown of how the scoring went. First, it was a locked up 0-0 at the end of the first quarter between these two teams. Got off to a slow start for the Seals Grove Seals, but once they got going, Boy, they turned it on, and again, win 31-10. First scoring came from Swyford. He gets his second touchdown of the season as Danny Schock got his second touchdown of his career as he was able to find Swyford, a nine-yard touchdown reception with 11 minutes to go in the first half. 11-play drive covering 60 yards, three minutes and 48 seconds off the clock. The extra point by Rule Good, and Seals Grove led 7-0. Seals Grove would increase their lead to 10-0 on a 10-play drive. As rule, kicked a 33-yard field goal with 4:03 to go in the first half, Seals Grove led 10-0 at that point. The Jersey Shore Bulldogs would cut into that 10-0 lead with a field goal of their own, a 38-yard field goal from Griffin. They came with just 1:34 to go in the first half, completing a play drive covering 39 yards. But Seals Grove had enough time on the clock to be able to put together a nine-play drive, finished off by a 14-yard touchdown pass by. Shock-finding Nyland, Nyland's first touchdown reception of the season. It came with just three seconds to go in the first half. Nine-play drive, pushed Seals Grove lead up to 17-3. That would be the score at the end of the first half. Seals Grove led 17-3. Seals Grove would get back-to-back touchdowns in the third as Khan would get a 41-yard touchdown reception on a screen pass. Great block by Ziders. set that up. Down the sidelines, Khan went. That completed a nine-play drive with 8.30 to go in the third period. Seals Grove led 24-3. Nate Schoen got in the scoring column. His first rushing touchdown of the night, his second on the season. This is a 13-yard touchdown run by Nate Schoen, which is 35 seconds to go in the third period. Five-play drive covering 65 yards, taking a minute and 45 seconds. Extra point by Rule Good, and Seals Grove led 31-3. That would be the score at the end of third quarter. And then... The Jersey Shore Bulldogs would get the lone scoring in the fourth quarter on a 27-yard touchdown reception, 5.35 to go in the game. Seals Grove wins 31-10. I see down on the field, I got Ryan Brand. He's down there with headband. Coach, Derek Hicks, he gets his 32nd win as the headband for the Seals Grove Seals. Let's go down on the field with Ryan Brand.
2: All right, Pat, we are down on the field here. You're listening to the Seals Post Game Show presented by Service Electric, Cable. Let's get the 31-10 to 10 win tonight. Coach, team came out a little rough early on, but, man, got things together, and from there it was smooth sailing.
15: You know, it's funny, yeah. We we, we were struggling offensively early on, and we had that tip ball. I think it was tipped twice, and uh, Nyland came down with it on a big pass play, and we ended up scoring on that drive. And it's like, uh, you know, Joe Kahn said, wow, that was scary early on. And I said, sometimes it takes a lucky bounce to get you going, and that's what happens. Last week, the loss to Lewisburg. What things did you address this week? What things did you look to work on, and how
2: would you grade your improvement in that?
15: Uh, you know, I defensively, I thought last week we played well against the run. We knew we were going to have to do it again this week, and uh, you know, the kids up front played solid again. D line, inside backers are doing a great job. Uh, hats off to T. Hoover, that kid, freshman, first game ever at safety uh, at the varsity level, and he was on fire. So, you know, that's obviously a nice find coy bastion up on the line of scrimmage that kid played lights out on the outside uh you know and sometimes you get two athletes that make you look smart as a coach and those guys did it because both those two had one heck of a game when we see the film i think you know they're all over the place offensively of course we address the o-line because we're dinged up there we're still trying to find something that works and uh for tonight we had what two tight ends and a, a fullback Wearing lineman numbers inside and against a, a pretty good 5-2 from Jersey Shore. And those guys battled, and they'll continue to get better.
2: And I'll go to the T. Hoover thing right away. He did have five tackles tonight, and he had four deflected balls, almost had an interception. You could tell he was really eating him alive. He wanted that one. But, yeah, we thought he did well, and we noticed, too, the change as well as bashing a linebacker, just seemed he was standing out more. Your defense just gets it done all the time. Offensive line, what was it that finally got them going there and giving Danny Shock, which had an amazing game, a lot of time to throw the ball, which eventually picked up the running game too?
15: Yeah, I mean, early on they were uh, they were dropping a six-guy down, basically going with a 6-1 look instead of their 5-2 and, and getting pressure. And Coach Voss made some adjustments with the guys, uh, shifted protection. And- And, uh, you know, credit to uh, Joe and to Nate because those two guys were forced into a position where they also had to stay in and be a pass blocker. And they got the job done to give the the time to Danny. Yeah, and Joe really
2: ended up having a pretty nice game there. Started out slow, you could see frustration, but as the offensive line got better, his game seemed to get better. He's pretty much happy. Uh, Coach. Yeah, you know, you hate to look too far ahead after a good win, but how do you feel right now after this game, knowing that you've got a big game next week against a very talented uh, Southern Columbia team?
15: Hey, you know what? You know, We went to Lewisburg. Nobody gave us a chance. Kids battled, uh, came up short, and you know what? Th- these are Seals Grove kids. We're not going to go there and roll over. They're going to show up to battle next week. Uh, we look forward to it. We know you guys will have the
2: guys prepared, and uh, congratulations on a great win tonight. All right, thank you very much. All right, Pat, we can stay down here. On the field and continue the Seals post game show presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. I have the freshman quarterback and Danny Shock. Danny, I know you've never been uh, interviewed on the radio before, so this will be interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, the, the, the word was start you out slow this year. Well, they abandoned that pretty quick. Uh, second half of Lewisburg is a big game for you, but tonight, 23 of 30, 296 yards, three TDs, and the one pick. What was it like for you? How did the game change and why were you able to have the success tonight?
6: It was amazing. The reason we had our success was because of Coach Pope making the right plays, and Coach Ferraro. Um, they noticed things on the film on the sideline, saw stuff that was open, to- told me what reads to make, and I wound up hitting those. Our guys, especially for having to go right across the middle, are fantastic job taking the hits and still coming in. It was a really good week of practice. I felt really prepared after thursdays two-minute drill we drove the ball down and it looked good
2: yeah your two-minute drill tonight right before halftime was perfect i think you had seven completed passes in that play uh talk a little bit about your receivers last week swineford had a really big game uh this week swineford went over 100 Nylon went over 100 and your tight end mesker had a pretty nice game as well uh what is it with these guys the timing looks uh, good it looks like they trust you and you trust them
6: yeah the timing it's all from the start we've worked since I think February or March, Coach Pope would open up the gym. We would go in and do routes on air. I think that's why our timing is really hitting the spot right now. Um, If we just continue to practice how we've been, we'll be fine. But... I need to hit those seven passes I missed, and it'll be even better for us. But, yeah, it was a really great game.
2: Seven. I can't believe that's the stat you picked out of when I read you your stat line, but that says a lot. Now, early on in the game, offensive line seemed to be struggling. Joe Kahn was getting hit in the backfield. Could see some frustration. In the huddle, who's the guy speaking up? Is it Joe Kahn? And when, when what's being said to get you guys regrouped? Because it did happen. You regrouped, and you guys had an amazing offensive game.
6: Yeah, really, everybody's a leader. Joe obviously being a senior, Ben being a senior, and Zeiters being a senior, they they know how to get all of us going. And I think once we hit some of those passes, they instead of coming up to a 6-1 and stopping the run every time, they had to drop back, and that's what opened up the run game then, and Joe got some really good yards. Well, you guys
2: did a great job tonight. Congratulations on the win. Big game next week, but we'd love to watch your process as you continue to, to mature as a quarterback, and it's exciting. Congratulations to you. Thank you. All right, Pat, I was going to interview two more guys, but they must be uh, shy of the mic because I do not see them anywhere. But I will read their stats. Nyland had six catches, 100 yards in a TD tonight. And Ziders, heck of a game. Constant pressure, which you don't get on that stat sheet. But he had eight tackles, two tackles for a loss, and he had two deflections at the line, one on a third down to force the fourth down punt. Really wanted to interview those guys, but they ran off. They're, They're scared of the radio. They can do that to some of these guys. Not this freshman quarterback, though, in Danny Schock. Very poised, good interview. You like to see that out of your quarterback, especially when they're young, to, to have that presence of mind. And uh, to notice in his stat line of 23-30 for 296 yards and three TDs, he noticed the seven incompletions. Says a lot. What a fine young man. We'll go back up to you and continue with the Service Electric postgame show presented by Service Electric Cable Vision.
1: Thank you, Ryan, from down on the field. Appreciate Coach Derek Hicks and also the freshman quarterback checking in. During our post-game show, five different guys scored tonight. Seals Grove only did that one time a year ago. So congratulations to the Seals Grove Seals for having that many guys involved and uh, getting points on the board for the Sealers Grove offense. Well, we're going to send it to Sean, get some updated scores going on around the Valley and then we come back. We have stats by our stat man, Zach Showers, and also the Schmoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Sealers Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com.
5: Don't go back to school without the one supply that'll keep your coursework moving. Service electric cable vision, high speed internet, SECV internet always makes the grade with unrivaled speed and reliability. It's the perfect Wi-Fi solution for the whole family to share no matter how many devices you connect simultaneously search, stream download and gain instant access to everything you need to get ahead and complete your assignments. Plus bundle Secv internet with TV and phone and save. Learn faster, surf smarter. Visit secvcom internet today.
4: Seawands Grove Ford is proud to be part of the Sea ones Grove community and happy to support our local students and athletes at every level. They say it takes a community to raise a child and Seals Grove Ford is proud to be part of a community that instills upon its youth the traits of preparation, hard work, drive, determination, and a great attitude. All are needed to be successful in school, business, and life. Good luck to all Seals throughout your career from Seamans Grove Ford at the bridge in Seals Grove. Go Seals! Eagle 107. Seals football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107. Sean Carey in studio. Service electric cable vision postgame show. Seals cruise tonight 31-10 over Jersey Shore. First whip round of scores. Across the valley here tonight, week number two on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Central Columbia shutting out Chicolemi 20 to nothing on 100.9 the valley. Lewisburg, road trip to Central Mountain, easy time and a big night for sophomore Max Moyers with five touchdowns on the evening. 55 7 as they crushed Central Mountain. Wild one going on just outside of Williamsport tonight, couple of blocks off the Golden Strip. Danville 40, Loyal Sock 34. That is in the fourth quarter. Last check, halfway through the third, Bloomsburg is shutting out Mifflinburg, 27 to nothing. Final score, Canton, 28, Montgomery, 6. Berwick shut out Pittston, 38, nothing. Blue Mountain shut out Midwest in their first ever home game this evening in western Snyder County. Blue Mountain shutting out the Mustangs, 35 to nothing. Tri-Valley, 20, Juniata, 13. That has gone final. Altoona shutting out Willingsport, 38, nothing. That's their first game against each other in 13 years. Williams Valley, the Vikings over Newport. That has gone final 40-21. In the fourth quarter, Upper Dauphin and Halifax are tied 28-28. In the fourth quarter, North Schuylkill 36, Shamokin 15. In the fourth quarter, Southern Columbia 41, Mount Carmel 7. Also in the third, late going to the fourth, South Williamsport 42, while losing 6. Fourth quarter, Milton 20, Warrior Run 14, and Montoursville tonight getting a final and shutting out Hughesville 42 to nothing. Get all those scores on our scoreboard page at Eagle107.com. One more time tonight, let's head back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field as the Seals get to win uh, over Jersey Shore, evening their record at 1-1 one one on the year. Seals 31, Bloomsburg 10, Pat O'Brien, and Ryan Brandt in the booth. Guys?
1: Appreciate it, Sean. Welcome back to the service electric postgame show as we get to a point where we get to run down the stats and you heard some of them already from ryan from down on the field but uh the overall numbers look like this seals grove wins 31 to 10 over the jersey shore bulldogs to improve to one and one the bulldogs fall to zero and First down won by the seals grove seals 18 to 11 over the bulldogs russian department locked up at 58 between both teams. Seals Grove 58, Jersey Shore 58 in the rushing department. In the passing department, one by Seals Grove. 291 yards by the Seals. Jersey Shore, a respectful 117 yards through the air by Lorson. So total yards dominated by the Seals Grove Seals. 349 total yards. The Jersey Shore Bulldogs, just 175 penalties. Too many for the Seals Grove Seals. Nine penalties for 77 yards. Jersey Shore had six penalties for 47 yards. Seals Grove had one turnover, and the Jersey Shore Bulldogs had two. Uh, Big notes here in the special teams department. Rule had a 33-yard field goal. He was perfect on his PATs. Griffin had a 38-yard field goal, and he had the one extra point as well. Individual numbers First for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, Lorson, 12 for 25 for 117 yards and a touchdown, his main target, Peacock, six catches, 55 yards. He also found Schaefer for three catches for 50 yards and the lone touchdown for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. In the rushing department, four. The Bulldogs, Lorson, 13 carries for 22 yards. Toom, 8 carries for just 9 yards. Seacrest, 5 carries, 9 yards for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Now looking at individual numbers for the Seals, Grove Seals. uh, Danny Schock, 23 for 30, 291 yards, 3 touchdowns, and he had that one interception. His main targets tonight, Swineford, 8 catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. And Nyland, six carries, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Two guys going over over 100 yards receiving. Both guys have a touchdown. The other touchdown caught by Kahn as he made the catch. He had two catches, 52 yards, and again, had that touchdown. Who didn't have a touchdown but did have four catches, Metzger, four catches, 26 yards, and some of them were just huge catches, moving the chains, keeping the drives alive for the Seals Grove Seals. Again, Metzger, four catches, 26 yards. Four gets his first catch as a varsity player for nine yards for the Sealens Grove Seals. Again, the Seals win 31-10 over the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. When we take a look at candidates for the Schmokedem Health Center backbreaker play of the game, and it's got to come down to that late touchdown in the, uh, in the second quarter right before half. As Danny, Chuck found Nyland for the 14-yard touchdown reception, coming with just three seconds to go. Boy, took all the momentum into the uh, halftime, and Sealens Grove would increase their lead to 17 to three and would not look back. That's the and Dam Hell Center backbreaker play of the game for the Sealens Grove seals. Sealens Grove will take on the Southern Columbia Tigers next week. And that will be on the road as we travel up there to Illisburg, to Tiger Stadium to watch the Seals Grove Seals take on the Southern Columbia Tigers. Remember, each week you can hear the Bucknell Bison football on Eagle 107 with Doug Birdsong and Kevin Hurd starting with Bison buildup on Eagle 107. Next week, the Seals take on the Tigers. Catch Seals game day with Pat O'Brien Ryan Brandt starting at 6. Derek Hicks pregame show at 6.30, followed by the kickoff at 7.00. Again, the final score, Seals Grove wins 31-10. to 10. That wraps up Seals Post Game Show presented by Service Electric Cablevision. Vision. For Zach Showers or stat guy, Sean Carey, our producer, and Ryan Brandt. This is Pat O'Brien saying thanks for joining us for tonight's Seals football game on Eagle 107. Up next scores and highlights from across the region in the Alpha Electric Electrifying Call of the Week with Sean Carey at the Sunbury Motor Seals Game Night right here on Eagle 107 at the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.